Blog Talk Radio. Not your Robert We back, y'all. Well, we back for a little bit. We're going to see how this format goes. Uh, if you were with us, the space on Twitter, at Shakedown, it's at J. You know how it go. Um, it's not your average Tuesday, man. We back on this blog talk shit. We're going to do what we do, handle what we handle. Uh, we're going to talk all NFL. We've been on a hiatus, you know, family, New Year, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever the hell y'all celebrated. I know y'all celebrated them, too. We did, too, with our family. We had a good time. We had fun. Um, we did everything we could. Um to get everything right, so we back up on these on these airwaves. Like I said, man, Twitter at Shakedown. We gonna have some Twitter spaces going on for you New York Giants fans um, in the foreseeable future. I believe we will have another one tomorrow. Um, that's the way it'll go. So um, again, that's what we're doing now. Uh, that's what we are gonna be doing. Uh, I will be continuing uh, this Nacho Average Tuesdays uh, on Tuesdays. Figure out the rest of the schedule, the rest of the things, whatever you know. We like to keep transparency and keep my our fans updated as much as possible. So again, if you listen to this live, you know what to do. If you're not listening to this live and you rec- and you in the recording session, you can go ahead and skip 246 because you already know what's coming. It's that intro, baby. It'll be new er next time, I promise. Forget about tomorrow. Time for us to start winning is now. 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 Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, all right? All right? All right? All right? All right? At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. you got to run the ball. Barking off the left side. Here he goes. Look at the speed. Oh, my goodness. Break the tackle. Going to take it to the house. 92 yards. Tying with the defender. Saquon Barkley. You gotta stop the run. You run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for Damon Harrison early. Early. And you gotta pressure the passer. Wentang's in, holds it down. Down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. 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 Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, The Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football giants are... Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> the do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? Not me, but do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You saying we going 16 or huh? 16 and all, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? Out your mind. You you know who just drives the Messiah? Obi, because the one and only shakes Montana. Now, is that man with a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana? 
nigga. Like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now here's your host, Shakes Montana. You know it's not Shakes Montana. It's always Nacho because, you know, it's Nacho Average Tuesday. But we do have a special guest here with us. We'll get to him in just a second, man. Check this out. We're going to talk about some sports today. Just kidding. We're going to talk about the NFL because that's what we do. We the NFL sports show. Shakedown. Giants talk a lot, too, you know, because it's, you know, 99% Giants. Um, but look at man. It's the NFL. It's over. Week 18 is done. Uh, wild card weekend with a Monday night game um, never before seen uh, in the history of playoffs, a Monday night football game, uh, which will be pretty awesome, I think, uh, in the grand scheme of things uh, as we move forward. Uh, so let's just, you know, excuse me, sorry, I had a cough there. Let's just go ahead and get right up into it. My brother shakes. Hello, sir. How you doing? Man, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Bruh, it is a beautiful, Man. beautiful day. Man, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> oh, I know, man. man. It's been like three weeks since me and you got to talk. It's been too long for us to get to talking, brother. Yeah. You know, um, life, life, life. Yeah, I mean, life. But, you know... Yeah. We still here, we still rocking, so, you know, ain't nothing stopping shit. Shit comes up sometimes that you gotta, you gotta put your focus and attention to, but this show is not for the temporary. This show has been going on for a long time, and um, I don't see that changing no time soon, so. We back, I'm back. We're, I'm ready to talk football. I ain't talk football in three weeks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I'm ready, man. It's um, I got everything that I, I. Let me let me say this real quick because I I be telling people right that I don't never come on these airways and say things unless I know for a fact, right? Like, for example, just for example, I told people in the draft process, like, we was going to trade back for the first time. And I was like, yo, and we're not going to trade back one time. Like, we're going to trade back and trade back. We're going to do that a couple times. And when we did the first trade back, I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then I was like, we're not done, though. Stay tuned. And we traded back in the third round, I believe, something like that. But anyway, right, my point being that is that sometimes I hear, I have my own sources, right? <laughs> I have my own sources, and they tell me these things. And I come on these airwaves and I tell y'all. And so I came on these airwaves and said, look, the boy... Gettleman is going, he's going to be fired after this season, but they're going to call it 
a retirement. That's what they're going to do. They're going to call it a retirement. But we all know he got fired. Now, the, 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 the question mark was, what was going to happen with Judge, though? Some people like Judge. Some people didn't. By the end of the whole season, which we didn't have no shows, I mean, I'm pretty, I was still watching, like staying on the Raptors. I was still watching, and I seen the lynch mob out for this man. I'm like, ooh, boy, he might not make it. I don't think he's going to make it now. If I had any doubt in my mind before, some lynch mob start coming out, I was like, oh, no, he ain't going to make it. My thing was, why would it take so long? You, you, you go ahead and announce Gettleman's going to retire days ago, right? A couple of days ago. And then you're sitting here like, oh, well, well, we might have to ask the next GM to keep charge. Or, and it was like, what, what, what is going on here? Like, how, how can you sit there and, and really have a, a legit GM search and you're going to tell this GM, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take this job, but take this bum-ass coach with you. That doesn't make no sense to me. Not whatsoever. So, wipe it all clean. Wipe it all out. Now, we on a GM search. Now, we on a head coach search. This is where it gets fun on this show. I can't wait. I'm here, baby. I'm back. Let's go. Not your average Tuesday. Not your average Tuesday. And look, I think all, all the sentiments from Giants fans is is, is, is this, really. And look, I think the 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 overwhelming happiness from the entire Giants fans nation um, was on Twitter Spaces just recently. Uh, if you didn't hear that, um, and 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 it is going to be flowing through this this show. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, this show and everything we talk about. And look, man, there's a lot that needs to be handled. There's a lot that needs to be talked about. Um, you know. There is a lot that uh, that to unravel, um, timing, uh, things of that nature, how it looks, how an outside person might see this, um, and that'll be interesting to uh, go into when we deep dive more into uh, the releases and things um, in the New York Giants. But, man, it's not your average Tuesday like we do each and every week. We're going to run through them scores, man. Now, it's been a couple weeks, so if you – Want to know what happened in week 17? You're going to have to look it up because I ain't going to talk about it. Week 18 is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run through the scores. We're going to run through some things. We're going to have a couple games to talk about uh, with a couple <laughs> timeouts uh, being used very, 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 I don't, know, I don't know the word. I was saying very to try to find the word. It didn't come up. But, you know, uh, it's just it's going to be interesting when we talk about that game. And I think everyone knows the game we're going to talk about. Uh, but as we run through this, uh, Chiefs take care of the Broncos on Saturday. It was the early Saturday game, 28-24. Take care of uh, is an overstatement, a four-point victory over a lowly Denver Broncos team using what Drew Locke as their quarterback, um, you know, muster everything they have to beat the Broncos. The Chiefs do 28-24. Um, when you are a division winner and need to take care of your rival, you put up 50 points. Cowboys taking care of the Eagles, 51-26. Uh, as we move uh, on to Sunday's games, uh, a game that very interesting because you saw um, 
the Cleveland Browns played the backups for the Bengals, and it was still a close game. 21-16 Browns over the Bengals. Oh, my goodness. They're doing it. They're doing it in Detroit. Man, if there was another 15, 16 weeks, Detroit's really hitting their stride right now. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they pick it up. Uh, 37-30 over the over the Packers uh, with Lions victorious in Week 18. Uh, Vikings 31-17 over the Bears. Uh, Washington. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna try to guess what I think their new name is gonna be. We ain't gonna do that. Washington, formerly known as Redskins, taking out the New York Giants 22-7. Uh, Colts. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jacksonville Jaguars 26. The Carl Wentz led Colts 11. Yeah, you heard that right. Missing the playoffs. Indianapolis losing to the three and thirteen at the time, or two and fourteen at the time. Uh, now three and fourteen. Jacksonville Jaguars. Steelers pulling out one in OT, sixteen to thirteen. Tennessee. Oh my good. Tennessee twenty eight twenty five over the Texans. Texans not a pushover. Definitely not a good team. But man, that was an interesting one there. Uh, Saints Falcons. Saints thirty. Falcons twenty. How how Sean Payton isn't coach of the year? That is a question. I think a lot of us will have. Uh, Buffalo Bills, they did their thing, 27-10 over the Jets. Uh, and then, of course, Rams uh, losing late there in OT uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. Sorry about this, guys. I got a got an ad playing on the, on the page there, so sorry about that. Uh, Bills taking on uh, – Bills, uh, get that one. Niners beating the Rams, come back. I think they were down 14. Uh, Might have been – oh, uh, 17-0, sorry, was the score. Uh, Niners come back uh, roaring fashion into OT 27-24. Uh, Dolphins beating the Patriots 33-24. Seahawks going into Arizona, handling business 38-30 over the Cardinals. Panthers keeping it close early. Uh, I think it was only 10-7 at halftime. 41-17 is the ending score. Uh, there and then with some interesting timeouts there and overtime for Brandon Staley, we got a oh, a Las Vegas uh, Raiders win at home against the Chargers. I want to sorry coughing again, you know, four twenty uh, As um as uh, as we wrap up the week eighteen, uh, there was a lot of interesting factors, uh, mostly in the AFC. The NFC had. Um, a little bit of, 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 of something going on. Um, however, the Cardinals were unable to beat the Seahawks, so the 49ers win against the Rams pretty much just got them in uh, and, and did nothing for the Cardinals not being able to beat the Seahawks. Um, but the big one there, of course, the AFC, the Indianapolis Colts going down to Jacksonville, which they haven't won, I believe, since 2017 or 16 in Jacksonville. Uh, it's been a long, long road in Jacksonville, and I believe one game was in London and they just can't beat them for whatever reason it is, and that leaves the door wide open uh, for Sunday night football, and that was Chargers-Raiders. Uh, Steelers just needed a non-tie to get in, and it looked like it was going to get to a tie there. Um, you get to the, the fourth uh, to the overtime there, four minutes left. Uh, Raiders look content to run the ball. They look content to run the ball in a formation that you probably aren't going to get very many yards of, uh, which is a, a, a shotgun formation. Uh, timeout is called. They get that bad boy Derek Carr under center, load up a fullback, and then run it for 10 yards, uh, get the necessary stuff. Carlson kicks a field goal. Uh, they move on there. So some interesting things to take away from that and, 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 and all that good stuff there. Um, and then, of course, Monday was, of course, the, the, the gloom Monday that it always is, uh, the Monday following the last week uh, of week 18 now instead of week 17. Um but look, man, 
It was it was a fun season, and we are in the the fun times. This is it. This is playoff season, baby. So get your playoff hats on, get everything ready, and let's get it going. But also, this is draft time. Uh, there is teams, um, and I think with this year it's interesting because there isn't ten full teams. I believe it's only seven. Uh, might be lower than that teams picking in the top ten with. Uh, two or three. Again, I'm not so 100% sure. I got to relook at it. Uh, two or three teams having multiple picks in the first round uh, via trades uh, that they made uh, just recently or within the past couple of years. So um, th- this is going to be an interesting time um, to watch football and then, of course, to to listen and to take in all of the football aspects. Now, um, we're going to run through this, and, and I know most of these guys just spent time on spaces right now talking about the Giants, talking about the head coaching that they just got fired and, and, and the retirement firing of the GM as well. We are going to get into some of these games, some X's and O's, and then we'll get, of course, into that big blue yeah. nation. We'll talk 100% about GMs oh. and coaches and, and things of that nature. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to say something real quick, though. Go ahead. It's just funny. How you just said it's been a fun season, but for us, well, I ain't gonna speak for everybody, but for me, this shit has been dreadful. It's been like fucking scratching on a chalkboard, and I just could not wait for it to be over. Mm-hmm. Now that it finally is, I could not be more ecstatic to find out what are we going to do going forward. So you may have been having a great time, and that is awesome for you, awesome for you Packer fans. But for me, I've been like, God, damn, this shit taking forever. My God. Like last week, I was like, it was like two weeks ago, I was like, yo, what we got, like two weeks left, man? Shit, man, it's feeling like fucking four. It's fucking dreadful. God. My bad, man. But go ahead. No, you good. And I understand right now at this moment, all Giants fans are definitely. But but look, it, it, it wasn't that way all year. And I understand 100% that. I'm talking about NFL. This isn't talking about, uh, uh, again, we, we, we this is. Nacho talking NFL. This isn't Nacho talking Packers because I just went through all the scores of Week 18. I'm talking about how much fun this season was. Comebacks, teams that were, you know, it, it just just what, being a fan of the sport again, having the fans back, uh, you know, again after the COVID year, having everything go the way uh, it went uh, as it pertains to underdogs and things of that nature. It was just a fun season to watch. Um, it is over. We are into the postseason, and now, of course, this is the Packer fan. This is where the fun starts. Um, okay, back, back, I, back I agree to, with Nacho. It, it was fun. It was fun to watch, except for the Giants. Mm-hmm. The fun? Yeah. I, I but, couldn't enjoy it. But, look, again, there are some – and, again, this is where I was getting to, J-Rock, and you're 100% correct on that is, look, I was just saying as a whole, but, look, Jaguars fans didn't have fun. Giants fans didn't have fun. Gens fans didn't have fun. There is, like I said, seven to eight to nine to ten teams that fan bases just didn't have fun this season, regardless of what the the, the look is. Now, there's one in the top ten that oh. still in the playoffs, but other than that, that top ten didn't have fun. You know, the top ten pick teams, not the top ten picks themselves. Like I just said, there's multiple teams in the top ten. Whatever. Oh. 
the, the the ten worst teams in the league in 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 in, in record wise did not have fun. They didn't, regardless of what you think of or maybe the optimism they moving forward. Shit, they had shit, bright shit to look to though. Not so sorry yeah, to not, jump in there right there. But I guess. the Giants is the only one that didn't have shit to look forward to. You saw Russell Wilson, you got a little excited about the plays. You saw Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, you get a little excited. You know what I mean? There was stuff to at least make them entertaining to watch. They score points. Well, I, mm-hmm. that's okay, it. I see what you're saying. Saint Ryan, bro. We didn't have nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. That shit was bad all around. But go ahead, my bad. It I was, it was like all, scratching paint off of a new car. Mm-hmm. And, and, and see, the thing is, the thing is, is those bad teams, they were the same boat. However, once in a while, they did have a game where, I guess you could say, you had an, a positive outlook on the future. Whether it was a, 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 you know, a big performance like the Jets did against the Bills or the Jags beating the Colts in Week 18 with a big performance from Trevor Lawrence. I get that. But for the majority of 16 to 15 games, those teams were looking at abysmal offenses and abysmal defenses just as much as you were. The consistency, obviously, isn't the same, which is what you're alluding to there. Uh, but those teams definitely uh, – you could talk about looking to the future, but if your future is Trevor Lawrence playing good for two games, I don't know how bright that is. Um, so uh, I just – You can't I, say – okay. regardless, regardless of right who now, you're, let's who you're a fan of, that you didn't enjoy watching this football season. It was a god right. fucking games right. out here, man. Right. A lot. Yo, I'm going to go right after you, Shakes. Go ahead, brother. All Love right, you and miss you too, by the way. Miss y'all too, man. But here's my thing, y'all. Like, the whole fucking season, right, has been doo-doo. Like, we have been screwed over by these refs and Numerous fucking things that could go wrong went wrong. We had a fucking game where we lost our fucking quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, all that in one game. Left tackle, all that, one game. We had that game, bro. Like, this season can burn in hell. Now, what I'm going to say, what I was proud of, and it brought a tear to my eye because I was so proud, for real. Watching these last few weeks and seeing how bad that they played, these players, I was so proud of these players standing up and saying, this coach ain't it, this GM ain't it, we're not playing for them, we're not busting our ass for them, we're going to look like pure shit. Get them out of there. I was so proud. And also... I was so happy to get to see fucking Jake Fromm. State Fromm, Drake, Jake Fromm, he ain't in either. Thank you for convincing me what I, I did not you. motherfucking know, okay? Because I, I was a fan. <laughs> I was a fan. I, not I no more. Tell y'all. No more. You know, man. Man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Right.
And that video you sent me and Freezy, <laughs> when he was like, when you go in the chicken spot in Baltimore, remember? <laughs> you yeah. can find Jake Farm right in there, bro. Because ain't nothing happening. He is doo-doo, baby. He is doo-doo. <laughs> Yo, he is savage. Oh, my God. Yo, how you look worse than Mike Glennon, Colt McCoy, and Ryan Nassau? What? And Geno Smith. And Geno. Yo, he, oh, man, yo. I don't even think Jake Fromm might be around no more after that. They didn't end his career. Him, Ben Jones, and and Joe Judge are going to be sitting in the same hotel room in two days. They need to. They need to. Smith needs to be though. Yo, we need to bring back Smith, um, your boy, uh, J-Rock. No yeah, yeah. Bring him back. Bring that back. What? Bring that back. The energy, and I don't see no slowdown in him. I don't know what they were talking about over there in Dallas. But them instincts, that side to side, and that ability to make, yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Two years, yeah. $15 oh, million or something, I'm good. A reporter asked uh, an NFL scout, well, can you tell me about Jake Fromm? And the scout said he can hand the ball off. And that was it. Yo, J-Rock, can I just say this to you since we right there? They had him do two – this is how much they didn't give a fuck about. They had him do two quarterback sneaks. From the end zone. Yo, I lost it. I said, this is it. I ain't never seen that. That was horrible. Yo, I ain't never seen that before. And Nacho, to allude to what you said when you aforementioned the season, I'm going to just go off this. I've seen things from teams that made me so mad because you get to look at them and say, damn, if they had a couple cornerbacks, Damn, if they had a couple of wide receivers, damn. If they had an edge rusher, damn. If they had a running back, but when I looked at my team, barring everybody was hurt, I said, yo, Kenny Galladay got 70-something million and don't have one touchdown? And it's a dude playing for Detroit named Wiz Khalifa? That's rocking like that? I'm on St. Brown. Oh, that's my son. Uh, yo. That's your, that's your other son's brother. Look, that's look, my, look. Yeah, that's my other look, son's brother. Look, check this out. It, it, it go like this. Lane Johnson has a touchdown on a year. The, the point Come on, bro. That the, 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 the point of the NFL season um, mm. is this, mm. man. There, 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 there was a lot. And, and again, I think I think that's to a, a testament to what I've heard from all of you gentlemen on this line this year on how atrocious, horrendous, and every other synonym to bad the Giants were. Is that in a year filled with underdogs pulling off upsets, a year where 37 seconds isn't enough time to hold on to victory, a year when you just when 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 undefeated uh, seasons are on the line and a wide receiver doesn't turn around, 
things that happened for teams that don't normally happen happen this year. And for the Giants, nothing happened. And I understand 100% why Shakes feels the way he feels, why a lot of Giants fans feel the way they feel about the season when there are fans of the NFL uh, who feel who, who don't have alliances to teams or, or who have what I like to call baby alliances to teams where it's, they just they, they care, but they really don't care. They just like watching football. They had fun. Uh, week in and week out, um, you got to see a Hall of Fame quarterback go out and, and fourth quarter comeback after fourth quarter comeback to get to barely above 500. Uh, and then, of course, look, to end the season, the Colts beating the <laughs> – losing to the Jaguars, two teams that looked ready to just take the game into, to, into a tie and go into the playoffs – doesn't end that way because, you know, one guy listened to, was it Tony Dungy or, or, or Herm Edwards? You know, you play to win the game. I guess they heard that too many times. Uh, you know, you do play to win the game, but you lost and now you're sitting at home. So, look, it, it is a season that was full of every single possible outcome. And, 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 and it, really just, it, it really just hits home when I hear you guys talk about it because – there's not a single memory of the season that I believe the Giants are in. Let me say one more thing real quick, man. I, I think also the reason why I'm just sour puss on this shit is because I ain't even fucking end up with a fucking championship this year in fantasy. So let me give out two. Let me give out two. It was real quick. Shit. 
I'm supposed to be a chipper, baby. It's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Rosie, man. He came in, smash, you know, smash and grab and all that, like the L.A. dudes. And um, I'm just glad he beat Chill Will and all that. God bless you. Yeah. God bless That's you. A... We would have never heard. Oh, Lord. Word. So, Word. But yeah, uh, I was, yeah, I was, I tell you, went... um, uh, a lot of shit talking, man. You uh, went down like uh, Pat, uh, Tom Brady them. Uh, <laughs> game away in two leagues, too, man. One game away. Shut up. Shut up. Yo, man, rough one for you this year, man. You used to be in the chipper. Man. You know what I mean? Rough one for you, bro. At least uh, one, right? Turning. At least one, yeah. man. At least one, bro. We can't, you know, you at least be able to talk to each other one year. I'm glad we able to sound like your ass. We can have a good season. I don't want you talking shit. And you know, Rosie ain't talking about I'm not even at the top of the hill no more, man. I can't even talk. Damn, I'm not the greatest anymore. That's going to make me only hungrier, though, bro. That's all that's going to do, son. I'm two away. Two away. I'm two away. That's easy for me. That may be hard for y'all. That's easy. You just had a really rough week. Just like I did. Hey, uh, uh, like all this COVID shit, man. Like I said, it was whack, bro. But it's all good. Shake. What happened? Shake. I, I got to say this. I may have not won the championship. Shout outs to Antonio Brown. But, <laughs> yo, I, I I've had one of the most tumultuous seasons that I could ever think about due to COVID, due to injury reports, due to my players just getting injured in games after having enough points where you think, yo, I just need him to get one more touchdown, and he got 30 this, 30 that. The, the, and I'm thinking, I'm talking about all of us when I say this, and I know I speak for all of us. The adjusting, the waiver wires, the claiming, the hoping, and and then your backup's getting hurt, and you go into a guy who probably you would never pick in all of fantasy, and then him just becoming the man, uh, a.k.a. the Ty guy, uh, what's his name, Carter from from um, the Jets. Guys like him was propelling us. Guys like Damian Harris that I had. Guys like you had, Shakes. Um, backups, Madison, Chuba Hubbard. Like, we just were so deep in trying to win it took everything in the tank, bro, to make it to the playoffs. So shout out to all of us for a season that was so belittling of injuries and behalf of all the things that took place that we had to fight through. Brothers was up one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning on waiver wires. Soon as they heard an injury, snatching them up, Cam Newton grabbing. Like it was it was crazy this year. So that was the funnest part. The most fun part of everything in the world. And shout outs to our letdowns Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley's, Kenny Galladay's, Kadarius Tony's. Every wide receiver the Giants had was a letdown. The running backs was at worst. Daniel Jones may have won one or two games to help propel fantasy in Jesus' name. Evan Ingram, people who pick any Giant this year, suffered 
in fantasy at some point if you started them. So winning was a big deal. Overcoming those hurts and weaknesses and pains every week was a big deal. We all champions in our mind because of the way that we think, the way that we battle, and the way that we push each other, bro. And I love you guys, man. And Shakes, 14-1 and one because E, the chosen one, made it that way. Deal with it. He the chosen was the one. Hey man, listen and and again, you right and all what you said, but also man, we have seen things happen in fantasy that if you go in a, and say that to anybody else that's in other leagues, they'd be like, what? For example, fourteen and zero. Just saying. Right? You're like, what the fuck? Another example. Oh, and 14. LRP? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right? What the fuck? You know? And then, also, an inactive player all year long goes to the playoffs. I mean, come on. We're, we're talking about things that didn't or don't really usually happen. So it was a great season, man. It was fun. Oh, man. Oh, man. And the fact that we didn't have keepers had brothers scrambling like crazy. We didn't try. I think the minimum of running backs and wide receivers that was tried this season was five the minimum by us all. Everybody tried somebody, Paul that they did not know but probably had a good week previous to let me see what's going on, and it was like no dealing. And think about it like this. If anybody would have had Rashad Penny out of us the last two weeks of fantasy, he would have put us in a place of competing more than anybody in the world. Nobody even picks him up in the beginning or mid part of the season. Mm, mm, mm. Sony Michelle was dropped by everybody. Man, he um, yeah, man, I picked him up in the championship league. He he did work for me them last few weeks. Right, but yeah, man, great shit, man, great year in that aspect. But everything goes doo doo, son, just doo doo. And I can't wait. Now, who who's y'all favorite? Let's talk about it. Y'all want Reddit? What's going on? I want Peoli, man. Where is Peoli? Yeah. I'm still. Okay. I was on that okay. I'm with you. four years ago, uh, the last search, and I'm on it now. I want Peoli. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not um mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Like you know what? Hey. I'm not mad at that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, real quick, before we get into the uh, Giants, and, and there are some other teams, too, that are going to be looking for stuff and, and things of that nature, we will get into uh, this real quick. Um, the Bible has put out their NFL All-Pro team. Now, this is just the Bibles. Um, this is just the way that they put it. Um, and this is going to be off of what they – presumed to be the play 
uh, and how that player did such play and how they performed on it. Uh, offensively, you're looking at quarterback Tom Brady, second team Joe Burrow. Running back, you're looking at Jonathan Taylor, second team Joe Mixon. Um, that's one and two for the Bengals, by the way, for, for keeping score. Um, wide receiver Devontae Adams, uh, second team Justin Jefferson. Uh, wide receiver Cooper Cup, second team Jamar Chase. That's the third one for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, tight end Mark Andrews. Uh, and then second team George Kittle. Uh, flex offensive player. I think they kind of did a flex kind of like your, your traditional fantasy league. Um and that is, of course, obviously, Debo Samuel and Cordero Patterson uh, bringing up second team. Uh, and then, of course, you get to the offensive line, uh, left tackle Trent Williams, second team, uh, Jordan Melata, uh, Philly, um, left guard Joel Batonio, Cleveland, second team, Ali Marpet, Buccaneers, uh, center Creed Humphreys, Kansas City, back uh, second, second team, Corey Lindsey, uh, Los Angeles Rams, uh, right guard Zach Martin, Second team, Zach Mason. You can figure out what teams are on. Uh, right tackle, Tristan Wirfs. Second team, Lane Johnson has a receiving touchdown as well this year. Uh, defense, uh, D lineman, uh, Cameron Hayward. Second team, Chris Jones. Another interior defensive lineman, of course, Aaron Donald and Christian Wilkins. Uh, edge, edge rushers, uh, Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. Second team, TJ Watt. Uh, Max Crosby, second edge rusher. Uh, second team, uh, second edge rusher, Nick Bosa. Uh, middle linebacker, Devondre Campbell. Uh, second team, Levante David. Uh, uh, second middle linebacker, uh, Darius Leonard. Second team, second middle linebacker, uh, Demario Davis. Uh, Flex D, Micah Parsons. Second team, Javon Holland. Uh, cornerback, A.J. Terrell from uh, second team. I'm going to kill that name, and I'm very sorry, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Shai Dobay, I'm not even going to do it. Y'all look him up. Uh, you'll figure it out once you see the name. Cornerback, uh, Jalen Ramsey, second team, Darius Slay. Uh, safety, Kevin Bernard, second team, Marcus Williams. Uh, Antoine Winfield, uh, second safety, Micah Hyde, second team. Special teams, Justin Tucker, second team, Jake Elliott, punter. A.J. Cole, second team, Brian Anger, special teams, Matthew Adams, and uh, Ashton Dolan, uh, return specialist, Kenny Nugua, and Braxton Berrios, second team. That is the PFF by the Bible. They're all pro team. Um, of course, then you got the NFL MVPs and things and stuff like that. So, uh, again, there's a bunch of stuff. Is that again? Let me say two things real quick. Shout-outs to T.J. Watt for tying Michael Strahan's sack record. And also, um, you're a closet. You're <clears> a closet, <throat> Bangle fan, ain't you? Like I hear it only, like you be gushing. I mean, no, for real, they, like they, they, I like, I, I really, I really like when a team proves me wrong. And if you yeah. listen to me uh, talk okay. about the Cincinnati Bengals team, I yep. said they did the wrong thing by going with Jamar Chase and getting an yep. and not going to get an offensive lineman. Um, I right. did not have faith in what they had faith in in their offensive line, and I did not have faith in Joe Burrow. Uh, being able to do what he's been able to do. Uh, they all proven me wrong. Um, there was no doubt that Jamar Master. Chase was worthy of a top four, top three, top two pick for the right team. Um, I just thought the Bengals had bigger issues with the guy coming off an ACL tear. This guy, Joe Burrow. The other guy, Joe Mixon. The other guy, 
Jamar Chase. The other guy, uh, Higgins, they, they just, they've been able to put together a, a, a well-rounded season, even with some injuries. The first ever in NFL history. You know I'm a stat guy. You know I love teams that put up numbers. First ever in NFL history, 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard wide receiver, 2,000-yard wide receivers, and a 1,000-yard rusher. There's the only time in NFL history. And it's just, it's just, that's what they do. And they did it, and they did, and they, and, and they're doing it. Um, and again, am I gushing over them a little bit? But they have proven me wrong and emphatically proven me wrong. Now, there's some games where they did not show up and burrowed through some bad passes, but I'm counting this as his, you know, his sophomore year. Um, you know, Pat Saf, was a hyphen rookie year. Um, he played what two or three games last year before the ACL tear, um, and then was in. And cool. We haven't seen him since, so it's four right. games. I think he, he got oh, four games, four games. Yeah. Gone, and they looked like they were on a roll. And then of course, they look, they went out. They went out and just proved me wrong. And then defensively, they stepped up in a way. Um, and then taking my gone, team bro. to overtime. I think they go to the AFC Championship game. Look, man, I think they take oh, the Raiders shit. off on Saturday. Look, they take... the pitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> look, bro. Look, look. This is look, There's no scary team in the AFC anymore. Everyone's got flaws. This team in Cincinnati, imagine that team gets hot, bro. Imagine Joe Mixon. T. No, no, Higgins, no, no, no. Jamar I'm a, Chase, I'm a, I'm a go right off. Now. That defense goes they off. They are super hot right now, bro. Right they now, are too. Super hot right now. Right now. Joe Burrow is dialed in. He is locked in. He is looking like the most underrated passer, if anybody thought about it, in the NFL. He is locked in. Don't get it twisted. The Chiefs is locked in, too. But Joe Burrow is locked in. Jamar Chase is locked in. Mixon is running around like he ain't never slapped or punched nobody in his life. And the compliments on defense and the way that they play. You may not find pro bowlers all around on the defense, but they play together as a collective. And they get it done when they need it to. I am all the way with you, Nacho. The Bengals are the scariest team in the AFC right now. Right now. Look, 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 they they win their game. They go if they win their game and everyone else wins their game, they'll be going to Tennessee next weekend. You mean to tell me that you have one hundred percent confidence that Tennessee is gonna win that game? One hundred percent confidence that them boys coming off of the first playoff victory in over what, thirty some years? aren't going to be trying to roll into another victory. And if you win that, you'll have – okay, look, you're going to have to travel for all three. I understand that. This team travels. They've been playing well. They they push a lot of teams. Look, (laughs) it's Kansas City or Buffalo. And if Buffalo – like, there's no – this Cincinnati don't have an indoor practice facility. They practice in the cold forever. Like, so the cold ain't nothing to them. They can play in Kansas City. They can play in Buffalo. If you want to run the ball 100,000 times, Joe Mixon will run the ball with y'all. It's no thing. We've seen that Buffalo is vulnerable at home. Kansas City, I, Kansas City clicking, I don't know about that. 
It took every bit of their will to beat Denver and Drew Locke. Before that, Cincinnati smacked their ass. So I'm not sure that, that you know, Kansas City's rolling as much as – and Tennessee, you got to – they got to hope Derrick Henry come back and he in football shape and he ready to run for 40 times and be <clears throat> wearing down the defense. I'm not saying he's not ready, but this isn't going to be no regular season where we can just hope that he's going to be good to go. So I pick Cincinnati going to the AFC Championship game. It's two wins. Oh, no, I they get can... past Vegas, motherfucker. Oh, it's easy, bro. Vegas too. Vegas, Vegas about to – Vegas riding so high out the fact that they didn't really need to do nothing that game. They had four minutes, and they were making it to the playoffs. They just not had to – they did not have to turn the ball over. Whether they kicked that field goal or whether they didn't, they were making the playoffs. Them dudes didn't really do much anyway. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to talk about that with you guys, if that's okay, because I've been a fan of football for the last two weeks. So I want to talk about that with you guys, if that's okay. Because, Shake, you said they're not making it past Vegas. Now, let's not act like they have not been a hot team, playing inspired, confident, and we didn't see this happening either. Did anybody have the Raiders making the playoffs before this season started in the AFC? I think exactly. I think I did. I think I had them making the seventh seed. They weren't definitely in contention. That AFC West, you got to remember, I held that AFC West at the beginning of the year. I thought it was going to be the best yeah, one. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking so we didn't I didn't think – I didn't know. But look, but look, the, the better question is after week 10, when they've lost John Gruden – when they've lost the 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 rugs situation, they lose another piece on the defense. Now, whether or not you believe he was an integral piece, he was a piece on the defense. They lose another guy. Then they got some yeah. injuries and some things of that nature. If you asked me at that time, I had no. They ain't making the goddamn playoffs. Okay. Because at the beginning okay. of the year, so everything was running so too late. Hey, no, 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 man. LGBTQ, right. all types of don't. X, Y, W. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, look, man, that, that that stuff, that stuff is. If you told me that at the beginning of the year, like I said, no, nah, I'm I'm going. They making the playoffs. I think I had them in the seventh seed, uh, if not the sixth seed. The way I had them playing and their schedule wasn't too crazy. But look, when they, all that shit goes down through the middle of the season, and then you come back and you lose a few games that they did there, you don't think it's gonna happen. They had some help, like I said. That's why this season was so crazy. You would never think a team like that. Philadelphia has three first-round picks, got blown out by 30, almost 30 points week 18. They're in the playoffs. You Things like this just don't happen every freaking year. Nine and eight was going to get motherfuckers in, bro. I knew nine and eight was That shit don't happen this year. It don't happen every year. It happens this year. Baltimore goes through every single thing you could possibly oh, go through injury-wise. You lose your quarterback. You lose your backup quarterback. Right. You lose the backup to the backup to the backup. Right. Mark Andrews right. is the number one tight end of all tight ends, and he gets no love. Like, this this is the year that now we've recognized things like that. That Mark Andrews put up, like, 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 look, look. Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. George Kittle. A tailor-made offense with, and let's not let's not act like Jimmy G and him don't have a rapport because that's his security blanket. Tyler Huntley, uh, I don't even know who the third quarterback was for Baltimore. Those guys have no rapport with Mike Andrews. 
They never get to play with Mike Andrews. He's the number one. And that man still put up numbers, still caught touchdowns, still did his thing. And look, that this is a season that we had every single up and down. One in four teams like Indianapolis were on the road to the playoffs. Go down to Jacksonville, get smacked by a clown organization, an organization that showed up in thousands of clown outfits. The, the fans showed up to protest the organization, and their team goes out and whoops a playoff-bound team and keeps them out of the playoffs. Like, this is the season for bullshit, and it was fun to watch. 66 yards won a game this year. Oh, a 66-yard touchdown pass? No, no, no. 66-yard pick six, right, Nacho? That's what you're talking? No. No, no, no. 66-yard field goal won a football game this year. It's like this this year was fun, and this year was cool to watch. Mm -hmm. And to top it off, at the end of the year, to end – sorry, real quick, I'll let you go right after this, E. To end the year with what we ended the year with and what I know E wants to talk about, we will get into. Two teams, both headed to the playoffs, four minutes. One has the football and is very, very content to the naked football fan eye to run the clock out and go to the playoffs with the other team. We got a timeout called. They get 10 yards. They kick it. E, this season, it's all you. Yo, what's going on? Let's talk about the season. Let's talk about the ups. Let's talk about games that are won that are so out of the NFL mind that the NFL gods literally had to come down. Matt Jones throws the ball six times, if I'm not mistaken. I I, I might be wrong. Mm -hmm. I think he threw the ball six times. Oh, no, 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 no. Yo. Three times. Three times. It was three times. Yeah, it was less than that. Yo, three three times. Yo, brothers, listen to what I'm saying to y'all. Matt Jones threw the ball three times and one of NFL football games. Bro, bro, Buffalo had a streak of three games where they gave up 10 points and scored 33 each game average, and they got beat by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Beat that, too. It was, it was, like, look, it was like, Josh Allen on Josh Allen. Name on name crime. It was name on name crime. The things that went down. Baltimore Baltimore won a game and probably one of the most fantastic games this year. September 19th, Sunday night football against Kansas City, 36 to 35. Y'all remember that game? And yes, hold on. And stepped and stepped on the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Stepped on the Chargers. Like, yo, also, it's cra- yo, so many things, bro. Go ahead. I'll go after you. Go ahead. Say just even just in that week, Minnesota misses a field goal to beat the undefeated at time Cardinals, uh, or that, that they would have defeated them and lose to them. And that starts the – I think that is the first game that starts the Minnesota Vikings. If not, that's the first or second game that starts the eight-game losing, not streak, but eight games that they had this year, they lost within one or two points at the very end. That is the Viking season. That is, it's just the way 
it went down. Uh, where's the other one? I think there's one in here that I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, real quick. Um, Derrick Henry. He last played Halloween. He's still top seven rushing, I believe. Might have been eight in the league. Um, we know the injury. He's back. And before we get into the possibility of him running for 25 to 3,000 yards next year uh, with a full 17-game season, um, that is just ridiculous in and of itself. Do we feel uh, that the Titans are just that good, even though he is that good, if you get what I'm saying, being the number one seed that they are? Uh, that is just a really, really interesting team. And, and the way that they've been able to win and do stuff this year without him is just it is mind-boggling to me. Again, the season was the season was, and it ended the way I think everyone anticipated it to. Four minutes, twenty seconds. Uh, I think it was four minutes and twenty seconds. It was four twenty because that is my favorite number. Four twenty. They have the football, and they being the Las Vegas Raiders. This game is tied in overtime. They they can run the clock out. They can and 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 the belief of three kneel downs is never. I don't think that was ever the plan or or things of that nature. They were in a shotgun formation, which you run all the time. If you run out of, it's not going to get you very many yards, especially if the other team knows you're running the football. You're lining up three to four to five yards off the line of scrimmage. Off rip, you're handing this football off five yards behind the line of scrimmage before the you know before anything even gets to going. So to me, they were content, and they being the Las Vegas Raiders, they were content with running a play that they knew might not get very many yards, and they were content with taking a very long field goal and seeing if it went in. And if it didn't go in, oh well, we made the playoffs. And if it did. Great, we made the playoffs. I don't see anything wrong with that. Then, of all things, Brandon Staley calls a timeout. Well, Basacha's not a bitch. How's your family? Keep it moving. How you doing? And he's going to say, oh, 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 we got something new going on now. I'm, I, I, I am the, 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 real quick. The I verbal. I was just going to say when he did that. He was like, "Oh, you calling timeouts, motherfucker?" It's like, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, oh, I thought we was agreed upon, but now your ass want to get smart, so take this. Go ahead. That's all I wanted to say. That's no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're one hundred percent correct. I mean, there's there's nothing there's nothing in my mind that at that moment said this was the you know uh uh uh." This wasn't the moment. I'm trying to find there's a moment in the game where it feels as if it was a nonverbal. Um, let me get these back here. It, it felt as if both coaches were like, okay, look, we're going to take this. We're going to just go. A nonverbal this is the, agreement. The, 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 nonverbal Sorry. agreement to look. We're going to move on and keep pushing. And, and right when that timeout was called, Pasacha had a look of, Look, this is uh, this is not this is not what we this is this is no. Sorry, Playboy, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this. Derek Carr goes under center, 
There's a fullback behind him, I believe. Josh Jacobs, 10-yard rip. Now we're in Carlson's range. Eat it. Hit chargers. Go on home. Like, this is so much of a oh, – cool, I'm, I'm pulling it up now. Awesome. Cool, 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 cool. Where is it here? Yes, look. There, you, as the Los Angeles Chargers, for the entirety of the game, have gone for it on fourth down, right? For, for the entirety of the game, you've gone for it on fourth down. You are on, I believe, their 30-something. No, it's got to be closer than that. So 15, 17. You're on their 20-something. It's fourth and six. All in Las Vegas, 23. The verbal handshake was made. Instead of going for it on fourth down like you have all game, you went for the tie in overtime. If you're Los Angeles, you kick the field goal, 41 yards, it goes in, tie game. They get the ball, 430. I'm sorry, I like 420 better, but it's officially 430. They get the football. Run. Okay, it's a deep pass for 17 yards to start start the, start that off again. That kind of debunks a little. And there's some more there, you know, there's another pass or two there. Oh, that's the that's the end of the game. Sorry. That's the end of the game there. They're trying to, you know, get the win and all this stuff. You get into overtime. There's just it's it's just two minute warning. Running the football, running the football. The timeout was unnecessary. I'm gonna let who uh either chosen one go off. Chargers fans gotta be livid with Brandon Staley because he robbed, like Rex Ryan said, he robbed all of us and them from seeing Justin Herbert in the playoffs. Sorry, go ahead. No, you. I was just wanted to say it sucks, and Edith chose him. My bad, bro. I just for it to end like that, and Herbert to play the game that he was playing to get his team back in. He was making some hell of throws. He was balling out of his mind. You know, the <clears throat> Chargers was balling out of their mind. And for that to happen and them to go home, it was just sad. But um, go, that was all I was going to say. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah oh, I'm, I'm I'm still on um the excitement of the season, which I hope we're still on as well. Um, we are on, yes, for sure. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about the teams that blew the most leads this season in the NFL and allowed teams to come back and win. Like, it's crazy the amount of leads that was taken by teams this year. And I want you guys to know something. The Chicago Bears was the number one team. That eight-game streak that you talked about was be, that the Arizona Cardinals had. You guys was third, Nacho, the Green Bay Packers, uh, blown leads. We were fourth. You know what I mean? But you guys translated into wins, obviously, during the season. So, But it was just blown leads, which are like two or three. You know what I mean? Like points towards and points against. But I think this season was just one that none of us could predict. Um, a lot of us got wrong, except for Nacho, of course, because he's a Packers fan, so he knew they were going to the playoffs. He just was making his record. What did you predict your record to be, by the way, Nacho? Because I, I know you pretty much wasn't far wrong. So just get the gloat out real quick. Would you predict your guys going this season? 13 and 4. Okay, what did you guys do? 13 and 4. 
Okay, see, there's no reason to talk to you no more. Let's move forward. So, listen, um, <clears throat> how do you, how you get your season prediction right before you even play a game? So that's the type of shit that hopefully we're going to be on starting the next two or three years. We, year one, if that happens, it'll just be immaculate for us, but let's not play games here and act like that. But so we all did not think the Philadelphia Eagles was going to be in the NFL playoffs. If anything, we knew the Cowboys was most likely probably going to go if they got it together, whatever, whatever the case. Washington made a great case and a push. Nobody saw this team coming out of the muck and mire. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe in my chest the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles made the playoffs was one of the biggest decisions behind firing Joe Judge. And I don't know why I feel like that, but I really do feel like that in my heart. We dropped the ball when it came to the draft with the Eagles. They made us pay for it last year when they did what they did to keep us out of the playoffs. And then this season, they make the playoffs after doing all of that and mind-fucking and doing all the things. I said that in the low voice because I have kids. And mind-fucking us doing what they had to do, and it seems like they still get the last laugh. So I believe at some point, coaching, decision-making, and Joe Judge being in that division and them making the playoffs, has something to do with that decision, regardless of how we see who he is, what he's not, and how the players felt, and how we felt, and all of those things, of course, integrated within his demise, which is perfectly fine with me. But another I thing, think him just it's... being a bad-ass coach had everything to do with it. <laughs> it does, and, and it's, so not also, it's also the way they made the playoffs. No one anticipated Seattle and Russell Wilson to play. Maybe you did because of the, the, the off-field trepidations, but if you felt that way about them, you had to feel about them about Green Bay. And, and look, those are two entirely in different situations at the end of the season. However, look, them, Minnesota losing, what, eight games by less than a point or two points. New Orleans Saints going on a, a fucking run to start the season and then losing Jameis Winston, who, if he doesn't get hurt, let's not kid ourselves he was on a run. He was an MVP candidate, and I think he'd still be one right now. Alvin Kamara would be playing. Michael Thomas would have came back. Remember, he did not come back because Jameis Winston got hurt. He knew he wasn't going to get no shine with fucking Tyson Hill or whoever else they wanted. The, the Saints, Minnesota, Seattle, those three teams <laughs> playing and doing the things that they did this year helped elevate a nine-win Philly team that won games that they shouldn't have to elevate them to nine. They should be a six-win team right now. There's three games they should not have won, have no business in, and they did, running the football, doing those things. Those are the reasons why they're in the playoffs. And if you look at the New York Giants and they were able to – maybe pull off some victories with a competent coach and a competent GM getting the right pieces in there. You could have at your team, and this is not just a Bears thing, or not just a Giants thing, this is a Bears thing as well. This is a, a, a Panthers thing as well. If those teams were better off in their front offices and the making and, and, and the coaching staffs, they would have had an opportunity to make the playoffs in a year where teams that were powerhouses fell off. Teams that were supposed to be New Orleans, Minnesota, Seattle, those teams, and I don't mention them because they specifically were fell under their benchmark for the year, and they 
they had drastic things happen to them, keep them out of winning 10-plus games, all of them which are in reach of 10 if they win three games, go the opposite way. Just three. Two teams that give them 12 wins. I disagree disagree with that, though, because the Eagles, and I love the Eagles, and you might be right. There were three games that they shouldn't have been in that they ended up winning. But to East Point, that coach was brand new, just like Judge. You know what I mean, and you know, and it came, and and it came out this season that Sirianni was sitting up there at his press conferences, and all of them, Dan Campbell with the kneecaps, and all of them had punchlines. You know what I mean? But he was the only one that they clowned the most. I clowned the most. But that team, when they played, they executed. They did execute, and that that's saying something. They're now, they like roster, right? They may like mm-hmm. roster, offensive, you know, this and the third, where, you know, Detroit just getting getting into the swing of things, and I think they like offensive coordinator and quarterback, yep. right? Yep. And the Bears with their coaching. so And even with Seattle, their offensive line still hasn't fixed it, and that's why Russell Wilson's been mm-hmm. pitching at because they haven't fixed the offensive line. The offensive line is still trapped. And if the offensive line would have been something, Can I, I say something about this? Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm closing up. But no, you can finish. I'm, I just want to say something after you. Go ahead. That's cool. So in closing, all I'm saying is Nick Sirianni outcoached where everybody thought. And he spoke exactly. naturally. Whereas though Judge was the worst ever. This dude was worse. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he was terrible all across the board. So three coaches yeah. in five years. See, I just I, I want to piggyback off of what LRP said. It's, they started winning when they figured out what their identity was, and I was running the ball. Mm-hmm. Once they started running the ball, and was successful at running the ball, they started winning fucking games, man. And J Rock, can I just add and, to you? And what the Giants it? never had an identity. What, what the hell? Is, what what, what you know, was the Giants' identity? And, and that, Nobody knows. And that is what I think. That, no, I'm, I'm piggybacking off you with that right there. Because once they found an identity, the hell with just winning games. Being competitive was the biggest thing. The Eagles mm-hmm. played games this season, and I hate to admit it, it makes my skin bubble up that I'm about to say this. They was in games that every last one of us picked their asses to lose in our prediction pool, and mm-hmm. they proved us wrong nine times. Yep. And they mm-hmm. damn sure proved us wrong almost 12 to 13 times. The Eagles lost games by field goals. Do not get that twisted. Or turning the ball over off a late throw by a mm-hmm. second-year, almost damn near rookie quarterback. If he would have got those things right and they would have missed mm-hmm. field goals, yo, the Eagles would have won 12 games this season. That's a real look, thing. Look. Look, look, look if, you're, if you're if you're the Giants, you know, hiring front office, and you're looking at everything, and your own division, you have three new coaches in Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy, and Nick Sirianni, and two of them are in the playoffs, and ain't nobody thinking of Ron Rivera on a hot seat ever. And that motherfucking team been through post report after post report after post report. So those three alone in your own division shows them people that, yo, look, you have to find a head coach that works. Then you move on to other teams that have 
hired new coaches within the last few years, and you notice how it works out in Arizona, how it works out in L.A., how it works out in Green Bay, how it works out in those places and how they're winning and winning. And you don't need to model yourself after the winning. Just model yourself after getting better. Not all of those teams got won immediately. They got better. And they play better. And the I, Eagles are a prime but, position of it. Now, look, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that – real quick, E. I'm not saying the Eagles were a bad team. I am saying they are a mediocre team, and that is precisely why they are 9-8. and eight. I think mediocre teams can be six-win teams because the ball doesn't fall the right way. The football gods are real, and sometimes shit just doesn't happen. Maybe you got a, step, maybe you got a brother that likes to dance on the memorials of dead, uh, of dead safeties that are honored forever, and shit just happens. So, look, football gods are real, and that happened. They won nine games, and they're in the playoffs. I fully believe if New Orleans doesn't lose Jameis Winston, they're in the eighth seed, and they're out of the playoffs. So, look, it's not as if that they won, and, 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 and they are the seventh best team in the NFL or in the NFC. I don't believe that. But they got some breaks, and you can look at the Giants. You can look at the Panthers. You can look at the Bears and, and, and those front offices and those guys. The Panthers haven't. Uh, done anything crazy, but look, those things are real to look at as they're fighting for their lives. Look, it doesn't matter who Green Bay put on the field in Week 18. The fucking Lions put up 37 points and fought. They had double trick reverse type plays. They pulled out all the yeah, man, we just fucking did it all, bro. What do you like? Yeah, man, let's do that fucking double reverse you did in practice, man. Fuck yeah. Dan Campbell did that shit. All the like, it's it's an amazing thing to watch a team with fight still, knowing that they're the goddamn number two pick in the NFL. Look, I watched that team and had and and I'm pissed that we lost. I don't care that Jordan Love in the second and third string were in. We're supposed to beat that team. They're second. They're second pick in the NFL. Our team is better than theirs, and they put up a fight. And look, and then it was in a lot of other games, and and and, and those things are done now. You have to move on. And the NFL season proved a lot of that. And I think the Giants, looking looking inward, saw that. You had to see that. You had to see that it was a year of right, unbelievable on, underdogs, and let there was never a, real a quick. And then let Sorry, me go ahead. Hold on real quick. Now. Let me say bad. what he was going to say. Then I don't think it's a question of, you know, mediocre. <clears throat> that's all. If right. they're in the playoffs, I'm, they execute it. Jalen Hurts definitely did his thing as where he's right. at in his career. And they showed that they were better at what they do, at the game of football and the operation of football than what Judge is. That's what he was saying. I don't think it's a question of that. But go ahead. No, no, no. Right. No, I'm going to jump right back into that because Nacho said something that is alluding to my point when I was, you know, discussing it. They put themselves in position, brother. Like you said, the football bounce here or a brother dances on the grave. Like if New Orleans, Jameis Winston, let me tell you something. Good football teams take advantage of bad shit that happens. Sometimes you lose a game. Sometimes you win a game. But you put yourself in the position to compete so that if those things just happen to happen, you're either on a winning end and a losing end. Philadelphia put themselves in a position that put them past everybody's thought process and prediction. You understand what I'm saying? Preparation prevents poor performance. They've been prepared to play every game they played this season. Regardless to how many ass whoopings they got, they still were competitive in those games. 
and that's what you build off. And that momentum of being competitive and then that momentum of winning a couple of games and then feeling that nostalgia of saying, yo, we really got this if we can all put it together. But most of all, having that man down on the sideline that allows his players to believe in him and infuses his players to let them know that they can be better every single game is a real thing, bro. We lack that. It was nothing that you saw when we played as our New York football team and made you feel like we had this in the bag. Players show small flashes in games to make us believe it might even be a game. Those games was lost before they was even played. We was just holding on to our insanity. The Eagles played real football games, and we did not think that was going to happen. And what I mean by that is here we go again with those three guys called HC, OC, and DC. Them three guys was on the same page in Philadelphia, and it didn't matter what losses they took. They went forward, they moved forward, and they deserved that playoff berth, man, because they fought for it. They fought through injuries. They fought through turnovers. They fought through losses. They fought through heartbreak games, but they stayed connected because of Sirianni, and that is what got Joe Judge oh, right. Because yeah. you look right over there oh, and you coaching. say, how is that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, bet you, I think look, the, I bet I, you if I, you bring in a whole to. new regime of coaches and have the exact same players that we had on the field that we said looked like garbage, ain't, ain't work shit, and have better coaching, that we would win a lot more than four games. I'm Hold on real quick. I got a good question. I got, I got a great question. Please nobody look this up because I don't think y'all can really know this right off the top of your head. Nacho, you going to go first since you're a stats and fact guy just like me. Please nobody Google this because I want y'all to be really hurt. Nacho, how many points did the Giants average this season? Please give me a quick answer. Ten and a half. No. 13. Huh? 13.3. No. No. J-Rock. Before Daniel Jones or after Daniel Jones? No, no, no. Just serious. In Jesus' name. How many points do we have? 15. Montaigne, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, how many points do we average? Real quick. I don't know. I'll go with J-Rock 15. Okay, here we go. Y'all ready for this? The Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> average 14.9 points a game. The New York Giants averaged. Where you at? 15.2. And 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 if you're talking and if you're talking about if you're talking about end of the year and trying to fight and and trying to do these things that you're talking about uh, moving into the next year even though you're down and out New York Jets last three games averaged 20 points a game uh, Houston Texans point. last three games averaged 24.3 points a game Jacksonville Jaguars last three games averaged 19.0 points a game Detroit Lions last three games averaged 27.3 points a game New York Giants last three games averaged 6.7 points per game and that is what I'm trying to tell you because if you look at the New York football Giants 
and the motherfucking Philadelphia Eagles on paper. It is not even a close matchup offensively. On paper, if you read the names, you ain't even thinking about nothing else. It ain't no way in the world you think Jalen Hurts is outshining Daniel Jones. Ain't no way in the world you think Boston Scott, Xavier Howard, uh, Miles Sanders, and all of them guys, barring injury for Saquon Barkley, is outshining Saquon Barkley. You don't think any of those things is happening, barring all the injuries we had, nine offensive line injuries, uh, all the wide receivers being hurt. I get all of those things, but guess what? Every team that had backups played this season, their backups had career days, career highs, and career highlights. Trevor Seaman was out here winning games. I'm not – yo, we just – Coaching. Had to let it go, bro. We just had to let it go. That's my rant. That's my display. I love you dudes, man. 14-1 and one by either children I, one. I want to talk about one more – well, I guess I keep on going back to this because it's the most exciting thing that I, I got going right now, and it's this GM search. And I looked at the interviews, and they got a couple of average Joes being the first uh, candidates, and I want to know what y'all think about them, if y'all know anything about them. And that is um, Joe Sean from um, Buffalo, however you want to pronounce his name, Sean, S-C-H-O-E-N. Yes, Sean, you got it right, baby. Okay, cool. And then the other one is um, Joe Hortiz from Baltimore. Y'all know about those guys, y'all. Are y'all liking those guys? What are y'all thinking? I like the strong guy, man. He was under Dean and all that. You know what I mean? Guys, yeah. They, yo, they put together a roster, man, over there. Right. You got to look at it like he was this. A, he was a part right. of pro personnel, too, huh? No, I was about to tell you, Freezy, first off, put um, your microphone, boys. Um, you're a little muffled, bro, like somebody trying to kidnap you, but you're stronger than them. Yeah, and it's crazy because I was good on spaces, but it's just like that here. I don't know why, but. It is all good, but all right. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, but um, um you know, um, um, just before you go, Black. I like him. No, I was just gonna, I was gonna give his, give his statistics for you guys so you know a little about him. Uh, Joe Horwitz is forty-six, and he spent twenty-four seasons with the Ravens, and uh, third. And this is his third as the director of player personnel. He collaborates with George Kanakis of the Ravens, uh, the team's other director of player personnel, oversees all aspects of the college and pro scouting for Baltimore, and all their chief of personnel evaluators for the Ravens general manager, Eric Costa. So he's one of the main reasons we talk about them having a revolving door at defense um, and why they keep doing the things that they do. Also, if you guys didn't hear about this, uh, Quentin Harris also be interviewed on Thursday for the GM job. Um, just so you guys know, I just want to get those out before you guys have at it for the GM talk. I'm going to keep it a thousand. I'm about to Google all this shit. I already know. I'm about to keep it a thousand. I'm about to Google all this shit. So we can talk about all this with the wiki and the Googles because it's happening. Because he don't know uh, nothing heard. about most of these dudes. I heard a good thing about, um, real quick, if I may, just to answer the brother's question. 
Um, I have heard about someone. I've heard about OS, the whole list, pretty much. I saw the whole list. They got nine candidates, I think 10 now, um, in the last, like, four hours, um, mm-hmm. which is great. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't be mad at that. That's what I asked for. I'm not about to start saying, oh, I want this, I want that. However, I'm going to contradict myself immediately because Riddick is my choice. That's who I want, Louis Riddick. Um, Plaxico agrees with me. I saw that right before I joined the show. You know, he tweeted out, saying, Giants don't get through his minute. Plaxico Burris agrees with a brother. You know what I'm saying? So my shit ain't coming from left field. And I'm a little excited about mm-hmm. that. But, um, yo, Louis Riddick is definitely my pick. But I wouldn't be mad at any anybody coming from under Ozzy in Baltimore, anybody coming from, you know, Buffalo, uh, I heard uh, Adrian, Adrian Wilson um, in San Fran, I believe. Oh, no, Cardinals. I'm sorry, from the Cardinals. Cardinals. Anything under uh, Klein, I'm not mad at. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at Isaiah Simmons. You're looking at, you know, Buda Baker. You're looking at Kyler Murray and those boys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Zaylen Collins, they put together a roster. Byron Murphy. Come on now, you know, so I ain't mad at none of that. But Lewis Riddick is my choice. But I'm super excited that we're going to at least get one of them. Can I I second that motion? Y'all already know how I feel about Lewis Riddick. Mm -hmm. I don't think I got to say it. LRP, you you know, you're just speaking my language. Everybody knows there's two people for me. Pardon my lady in the background, but she does have to eat. Let me walk away from her. But you know what I mean? Lewis Riddick. Eric DaCosta, and y'all know how I've been feeling about DaCosta. I know he's probably not even going to be candidate, available, whatever the case may be. LRP, mm-hmm. I'm with you, million and million percent for years. Y'all know how I feel about Riddick. I think Breezy is on that same train. I think Shakes was on that train too, whatever. But, yo, Sean has a resume of building. See, what I'm looking for in the GM, and I want to say this to Shakes because he asked, is any of these our guys? I cannot say yes. I cannot say no. But what I am going to do is the last 10 years of each and every one of these guys building history. I'm going to see the quarterbacks they choose, the games that they were competitive in, meaning as their season, if they were a building or failing or were they inheritors of a good franchise. And so I'm going to look at all of that, bro, and give you my answer before the end of this show because it's not going to take me too long because I'm going to quit off some reading some of them. I'm going to just quit and go to the next one. So I'll give you my answer, bro. Great question. Now, now here's my thing. The cost is definitely not um, available because he, he is the GM over there in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, his man is Ortiz. That's his man. Mm-hmm. So that should be your man. Ortiz, let's go. It is now. Look, I think. That's my I, I think, I think <laughs> when, when you want to move out, and I think LRP hits it home, when he says he contradicts himself, you know you're not contradicting yourself. What you're saying is this is the player, this is the person or player, whatever I want, I personally want. But what you also want is them to actually go out and interview some people with some actual background and experience. And there's every single person on this comes from a playoff team in the last five years. All of them come from teams that are from playoff teams now. So it's not going through pool of, of guys you don't, you don't have faith in. This is a 49ers, Chiefs, Cardinals, Ravens. It's all of those, a few from each. And I think it's just one Chiefs, the rest and one Bills. 
and the rest is a cup from each of those other teams. And the guys from Tennessee, you... bro. Oh, yeah. They got two Tennessee, Tennessee bro. That they, they really so look, love so, it. And look, those things are what you're looking for. You said DaCosta, and I think that's obviously those are pipe dreams and, and, and wishes. But like Shake said, look, you get the next guy in him. Look, everyone wanted to go get the McVay, so they went out and go hired from the tree. They wanted the Shanahan, so they went out and hired from the tree. You don't go and try and get the Shanahan. You try and get the guy that you think learned the most from the best. And that's what people have been trying to do from the Bill Belichick tree. It just has not been working because the guy's not an idiot. He's not going to let the best go. So when you talk about these these guys, I think they're going to gonna be a quick read because they all have – 10, 15, 20, 25 years of experience, and all these teams, the rosters speak for themselves. 49ers, Ravens, Cardinals, Titans, Chiefs. We sat here for the last two, three, four, five seasons, and every single one of you has said, man, if we can get our team like any one of the teams I just named, and we can get a team that's running like that, we'll be good, and our players will be good. So look, this yeah. is the way you got to work, and this is the way you got to go. And I, I'm, I, I am just excited to talk about the opportunities that the Giants could possibly have moving forward. Sorry, Shakes, go ahead. No, you good, you good. I just want to say real quick. Of course, Pioli is my guy, and he's been, he always been my guy. But I, I like Reddit. I'll be happy with Reddit. But this Hortiz guy, man, from Baltimore, is really intriguing to me because. He was the director of college scouting for the last seven years. And you think about the drafts that the Baltimore Ravens had had, bro. Bro, that's like Jerry Reese all over again, y'all. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right, and, again, I don't know if those are the – that's the name you want to scream on this airways with all the arguing that has been going on. Uh, with that man's, you know, uh, initials J and the R, but uh, and we're not talking about the one stomping mud holes and walking them dry, uh, Jerry Reese. There, um, the the assistant GM for the 49ers and, and Adam Peters is a real good look. I think the, the that guy. I mean, you could just look at that team. Uh, they just pump them all out if they can get the quarterback right. Um, and and I don't think that has much to do with him. We all know that position is so big. Uh, who knows? So um, those things, are, again, you just want to think of outside the box and teams that aren't losing cultures. And I don't think any of the teams that uh, you guys are trying to pull from right now have losing cultures uh, as of late. So winning is on the table. Um, I think the next big question um, we 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 haven't really talked about or discussed and we will talk about the Giants now for an extended period of time. Thirty minutes left in the live, and we'll get into the uh, the the recorded session and get everyone's uh, goodbyes and all that good stuff for today. And we will talk about the moving forwardness of the show and the spaces and all that good stuff too. Uh, so stay tuned. What I want to get into is the fifty-three. Pause there. I was like, "What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about this? Do you want to talk about that? You don't want to talk about X's and O's. The fifty-three. Now." I know a lot of people are of the mindset that if you reset the front office, you reset the 53. I know a lot of people that say if you reset the front office, the 53 will get right. So I pose those questions to you, gentlemen. 
does the 53 need to be reset? And what I mean that is cut, sell, bait with any and everything to get as much value in the future, whether it be money, whether it be draft stock, as in picks, to move forward and go and get maybe the guy you think this year and build an entire new team, or take the couple draft picks you have in the first round, build around what you what you have now, and try to help the new front office with the 53 currently constructed. Obviously, we know that the 53 doesn't move until the next year the same. We're talking about the core 22, and you add some around that. But I know for a fact that there are gentlemen on this line that are not that are furious at one number, and that's the number zero attached to the number. Was it $74 million? Uh, we will get into that as well. But first, Shakes, do you need to reset all of it, or are you good? And let's just take this team from the paper to the, to the field. Damn, I tried to say that clean. It didn't work. I think, like, one of the things that I didn't like about Gettleman was that he didn't take what Reese gave him and build upon that. I felt like he was real stubborn and uh, real cocky, and it bit him in his ass because he just dismantled everything that Reese built and said, no, this is going to be my shit. This is my show, and I'm getting all my players. He just wiped it all clean, and I think that was a mistake. I feel like you have to look at the roster and build it the way it's already constructed. If you sit there and dismantle the whole shit, and then now you try to rebuild it, it's going it's going to be a longer process. And this in this NFL days, you ain't got that much long to be building, bro. You got two years tops. And we don't see nothing progressing, bro. You you looking like you about to go. So don't do that to yourself the next GM. Build um, what is already constructed. And I think this is a a, a, a crazy... See, I don't, I don't remember talent. you saying that when he was doing it. I don't what? remember you saying that when he was doing it. You actually agreed with a lot of shit he was doing. Yeah. But that's one thing oh, shit. I like about him. <laughs> but everything, like... <laughs> As far as his drafting, as far as uh, his trades, the, the, the signings, I was definitely on board. But that cockiness that he came on board with, mm-hmm. that's one that I did not like. And then for two, I, I, all of that, you know what I mean, uh, uh, hog molly shit, and you ain't giving me nothing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's two, bro. That's strike two to me. I want to I want to clear up what I'm saying here when I say the 53. I mean you selling the farm. Now I, I'm saying that you believe that the paper with the right with the right coaching and the right front office and then a little adding with the new draft, the paper can translate to the field. That's what you believe, or do you not you? I'm just saying the person that I'm asking, or do you believe that the 53 needs to be reset? 72 million and zero touchdowns, you gone, baby. Uh, number two pick that ain't productive, you gone, baby. Number six pick that ain't productive, you gone, baby. We getting picks, we getting money, we rebuilding. Now we got 
three, four picks in the first round over the next no, over the next over this draft coming up, we got two, three first it's round picks next and I'm year. Not with that. That's what I'm saying, and, bro. And that's, that's what, what I, exactly, exactly. And I think that's where J Rock was saying. I think he said, "You think you believe in it? You do believe in it." The 53 paper can be turned into 53 on the field with a few kinks. And when I say 53, I say it broadly, and I mean 22 and then some. I went over that, but that is what I think he's getting at. Shakes is is viable with the right front office. J-Rock, do you feel that this 53 needs to be all the way shaken up? Is that what you're saying? Real quick, I think he was I'm saying, saying, like, I'm saying, I wasn't against Gettleman, his choices was, I'm sorry if, if I had just cut you off, but go ahead, J-Rock, you got it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm, I'm saying, because one, we can't. I'm saying, get what you can get. As far as, because we can't let everybody go, unfortunately. The people we want to let go, we can't let go because contractual agreements we have. It just got So it's going to be too much dead money. So we can't even get rid of people we want to get rid of. We we just got to roll with them the next year. So get what you can get as far as players that you know you don't have to resign and and get these young bucks in hand. So, so. I, I, if I'm correct, the money is not looking good for the New York Giants. I know one top ten pick is expensive. Two top ten picks is not cheap. Do they have the money to pay two top ten picks with with the current constructed roster? How do you go about fixing that and, 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 and moving forward? That's and that's why they're gonna have to get rid of some people to clear up some space. So they're gonna have it's gonna be some it's gonna be a lot of dead money. This ain't gonna be done overnight or in one year or in two years. It's going to take some time to get this roster right. Mm-hmm. So someone because like the Dave unfestive did, feline um, yep. and, you know, the unfestive feline out there, he's probably going to have to be a ca- casualty. He's going to be cut. I disagree. I disagree. All right. I, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying him personally, and that's, not, and that's not a jab at anyone or any person or any player. I'm no, saying no, no, someone no, no, with no. a big contract who has not performed up to that contract standards on the team, I, I, that team this team is full of it, right? I want to go back. I apologize if I'm wrong. Do what you got to do. But I got to go decision. back, J-Rock. We are <laughs> not going to walk forward. And you know where I'm going. We're not walking forward. This is a day for backtracking. Because it's been a while, it's a new year, it's a new E, it's a new me, it's a new us. Shakes, there were many decisions. You see how I'm talking to you? Because that's the new E. I'm going to talk to you like my brother. We're not arguing. It's us. There were many decisions that I could remember you coming on here for a couple of years in a row saying, yo, bro, he got my brain, bro. He think like me, bro. Yeah. That's my big yes. happy, bro. Yes, I remember. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. That's what y'all make him up. I don't even like you I want him, I want you to like make him Yo. I'm telling you, that's why yeah. y'all making my point on that because I'm saying this roster is already built. Now, all you got to do is really get an offensive line. Get a quarterback. To me, okay. you're, you're good right there. You know what I mean? Okay. That for me. Now, hold up. Do you, you remember? You got to do a lot of shit yeah. with money. 
got to do a lot yes. of with the money. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, got it. My bad. yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with you. The fear, this is what I meant when I said earlier on that great platform that we were speaking on when I said fear. This is the part where I want you guys to take Nacho's question and put it in a concentrated dose because I really need to hear what you guys got to say because for years on these airwaves, we've never gotten a chance to talk like this. So it's very important that I hear what you guys have to say. Now, here's the concentrated question taken from what Nacho brought up. Do you guys understand that the wrong person makes the wrong moves and fucks this thing up really bad? And do you guys understand that the right person takes this thing and search the right pieces and this shit turns around? We have one of those rosters. Keep listening to me, gentlemen. We have one of those rosters where the talent is there. It's that we have to do something in one in two areas. Shakes, you just mentioned it. We have to fix this distraught, abysmal piece of shit line. Andrew Thomas is the only starter on this line. We have to think like that. And we have to think that we have no quarterback. If we think we have a quarterback, or if the GM comes in here and thinks we have a quarterback, we are dead. We have no quarterback, and it's e, only one e, starter e. on this can, phone. I'm on can, this line. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Shakes. No, I just said D-E-D. Yeah, dead. 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 Look, look, real dead. quick. Damn, I forgot. I need to stop smoking this tree. Look. No, nah, it's okay. I just want to hear what my fellas, of course you as well, Nacho, think about that and the the, the positive and the negative. That your topic, Nacho, which I concentrated, mm-hmm. your words, Shakes, that you said, J Rock's feelings, LRP's eloquence, Freezy's thought process. I want to hear it because we've been in this position for the first time in our lives. I need to hear it. And look, I, I real quickly, and I'll get out of everyone's way. I just think that the fact that there is even a conversation about changing both is 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 in is in the great is in the greatness of the fans here. Um, to be honest, um, we could talk about the, the the way it went down, how late it was, why it was so late. That'll be a, a debate Wednesday topic. But for as the time being, look, the roster is what it is. I'm I've been on here year after not a winning roster. The expectation I believe for winning now has gone out the window for the last three years. It is a full and abysmal, not abysmal, sorry. It is a full and absolute rebuild from the ground up, from ground zero. Like we just discussed, 6.7 points a game in the last three games of the season is not because of just bad coaching and bad front office everywhere. Bad everywhere. Does not – I can understand 12, it's not 14 bad points. To, it is bad everywhere. It is absolutely bad everywhere because – I agree with takes, man, We and I agree with E. You change – you. you get a quarterback. We got five and seven. Mm-hmm. Okay? And granted, if you can't pay everybody, the money is looking tight. That's why they did a whole bunch of restructuring and this, that, and the third. Granted – New money is not old money is not factor does not factor in into your draft picks. 
right? A little no, bit, no, but you're talking about yeah, you're talking about what you have to cap. spend. No, the, it is the cap that you have to spend right now. That's if you the Giants don't agent. have if enough getting... money to pay. The the Giants don't have enough money to pay two top ten rookie contracts as it currently sits. You don't have enough they money. Don't, they don't even have enough but money those to pay fifty so They got to forfeit the picks. They're not you going know, to forfeit you, the picks. No, you, no, you can't forfeit. May the I please? Pick have you guys' opinion before this ends, please? I really want you guys to speak on that. That question has never been brought up. Of course, the great Nacho, the great Shakes, and you guys' great ideas. Let to that question. I need to hear it. I need to know before. That's why. I mean, this is part of my answer because I want to know that information. Because the way it's sounding. Well, first off, let me just say this: you don't need to rebuild from ground up. You do have pieces. You're not going to get rid of Aziz. You're not getting rid of Thomas. You're not getting rid of uh, Barkley. You already signed him for a fifth, uh, fifth year option. Now, if you if you release Sterling, you may have something there because you've already been in well in that contract. So you may free up money there. If you want to get rid of Leonard Williams, you make few money up there. But and then back half of uh, you may release Rudolph. Um, you know, shit like that, or Ingram, you know. So you have little bits and pieces, but you get a, I'm absolutely of the opinion that once you get a GM and a coach worth of salt, which we all been talking about in here, to show this, because we already shown that they're not competitive because they lack uh, tutelage. That was tutelage. What we saw this year was tutelage. We saw a high school football team. You said that earlier. So that was being coached. That's that's lack of, you know what I mean, leadership. That's that shit. Yo, somebody putting together Legos in the back? I say this and I'm out the way. My bad, my bad. I say this and I'm out the way. You you get your quarterback at five, you get your lineman at second, you get your defensive edge rushing in the second, and you still got two third-round picks to add another lineman and another goddamn linebacker. It's not hard, and I expect the next motherfucker to come in here and work it that way because that's the way it should be worked. And you got a team. You go in there and you do exactly what this boy did down here in Houston, knowing what he had. And he still was able to, you know, granted he's Houston, but people don't give that GM, and I forget his name, Cesario. People don't give Cesario enough credit for what he did in that offseason. So let's not pretend that it can't be done. And if we're talking about the GMs of the stature that they have coming in here, I, that's what I expect, and that's what the precedent that we've already said. So no, you don't need to break it down because all that stuff we would have just said would have been asinine, and you don't do that. I agree with J-Rock as well. I mean, the, both of those brothers are right. You can't you can't afford to break it down like that. E, uh, Shakes was right because you don't have two to three years, four years. You don't have all day. You got two years. So both of them are right. So I don't understand where the you got to then now break it all down comes from. You don't get rid of the 53. You rock with the 53. You got to add to it. You shed the fat and you trim the fat any way you want, and you can have a good-ass fucking brisket. Or uh, I, I just I believe in this day and age it's hard to tell a new GM uh, that just add to the current roster. You have a good roster in this way. When we've seen that the new GMs that come in and win have an exorbitant amount of transactions in their first couple of years. 
It is it is moving, it is shaking, it is gathering, it is making a team better. And a team that continually wins three, four, five, six games a year, it's hard for me just to blame on a front office and a coaching staff. It has to be all around. But again, look, this is how it breaks down not for the so. numbers. Not so. Sorry, go ahead. Here's my not a Giants fan. And here's my thing, and that's fine. Yeah, you know I mean, like he is an outsider looking in, so of course I already gave him that lens. But here's my thing, real quick, y'all. Right? When you um, when you have a team, and you sit there, if you hire a GM, and he don't see the talent that is already on the team. And he just says, fuck that talent, and I want to get rid of him, a la fucking Gettleman, then that motherfucker don't deserve the fucking job, bro. You understand? You have to see the talent on this team. That that guy that sees the talent on this team, that's the guy I want, bro. I don't want a guy that's going to have blind lenses and say, I just want to, I want to dismantle and bring my guys in. No. Know the talent and then build from that. Be smart. I want a smart GM. All right. Let me ask you a I, question, I will, Nacho. I, I, it's important. Hold on. This is super important. Yeah, yeah. When, when you guys had that season that you felt like you wanted to get rid of Mike McCarthy, mm-hmm. did your GM get rid of the talent that he had? Who, who was your? Is your GM still the same? By the way, like I don't. I apologize. I don't know. Anything. No, it, we had, we changed GMs before we changed head coaches. Okay, so you guys changed GMs which year? The same year you got rid of Mike McCarthy? I think that was his first year, and in the midseason is when we fired Mike McCarthy, yes. Okay, cool. So this helps me all the way talking to you right now. How many years did that GM take from that year that he was hired to get your roster to the point where you know you're going to at least win 10 games the minimum a year? with the talent that you have on the field? Um, I mean, that was a great question. Let me see. Let me see how this works mm-hmm. out. Brian Kudikin's first year was yep. 2018. Okay. 20, 2021, 2020, 2019. Yes. And, that was the firing year of Mike McCarthy. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the following year, we bring in Matt LaFleur. Okay. Um, we go from, I think it's eight wins, six wins, mm-hmm. missing the playoffs, back-to-back years. Aaron Rodgers uh-huh. missing nine games in the first year to mm-hmm. 13 wins with Matt LaFleur in his first year. So okay, so hold on, hold on. This was this, but he didn't get I'm, I'm, rid of. But listen, but listen, yeah, yeah. but listen. That first year, after Mike McCarthy, so this is midseason. Gudikin starts dropping everybody. Then the following year is when we make the splash. We bring in the Zadarius Smith. We bring in Preston Smith. We bring in a, a I think another offensive player. Uh, we do those things and we change up the complete roster. Uh, we don't. There so, was an so obvious changed, foundation so after me, the offensive on. line, but other than that, the okay. But hold on, let me ask the question: Did you change over more than fifty percent of your roster? 
to look at the numbers. I want to say by the time on the floor, I would say yes. We're talking about a full 53-man roster, starters included right. with the 22. Uh, yes, I would say uh-huh. 50% was a turnover at minimum from what we got okay, rid so of 50, to what we so, brought in. So that's, and that alludes to my other point. When Dave Gettleman arrived, he got rid of 80% of the roster that was here already. Uh-huh. And he never mm-hmm. was able to rebuild from losing 80% by keeping 20%, and they are no longer on the team either. 100% mm-hmm. of the roster he inherited from Jerry Reese is no longer on this team. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think I think if, if we go back and look at the numbers of, of – of um, John Lynch in San Francisco, John Snyder in Seattle, uh, Kime in Arizona, um, the teams that are now winning, um, those things, those things go hand in hand, full roster turnover and beginning a winning culture go hand in hand. It's just the numbers are proof in the pudding. Now, again, can we're talking about 60, 70% of a roster turnover. 30% 30% can consist of mostly starters on the team. And and I'm talking, you know, 11, maybe 12, 13 starters stay. And then you start moving on and you build a base from there. This that A full roster turndown doesn't necessarily mean every single 53 is gone. And and I made extreme, extreme, uh, 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 what are those called? Um whatever, uh, uh, analogies or, or metaphors when I said trade away Saquon or trade away Galladay or, or get rid of Daniel Jones. Two or three of those are super extreme. I get that. But those type of things and, and, and even a, a big cat situation, players who haven't lived up to their thing, it's time to start asking them to either – Take a less pay to help this team out because the numbers I'll read off here in a minute are abysmal, or we're going to have to get rid of you to make room for someone that can and will do better. And I think that's the issue that I come across with. This isn't a team where you look at the starters on both sides and you think four or five pieces make this a winning divisional football playoff team. It To me, it does not look that way. This is not a – couple pieces turn this team around and I and I don't think anyone can agree with that on this line can sit here and say three four pieces added to this team with some coaching is going to turn this team from four or five wins to 10 11 12 wins I just don't I don't think anybody really believes that and 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 I, I that's just me I think but, but I, and I, I yeah I think that's just you and well no I can't say that right because like I'm going on my philosophy you know what I'm saying? And my philosophy always, uh, you got a defense, you got a run game, you can win games. You know what I'm saying? That To me, if you have those things and that run game, that offensive line goes into that run game. So you have to have that offensive line, bro. You have to. And if you get those things, which I think is very attainable in this offseason, if you fix these things, I believe that we can win. Now, we didn't have the coaching, and I think we had a snobbish as GM. We don't have them no more. Now we got leadership. Hopefully, we'll have leadership that's going to 
sit there, look at the talent, and say, okay, I can build with this. Not sit there and say, all right, well, I'm going to dismantle this shit and build it my own way. Because you don't have that long to do so, bro. That shit that you're talking about is going to take five years. It's going to take five years. And if you're lucky, it'll be three. If you're lucky, the way you're talking, the way you're talking about. But what I'm saying is you look at this motherfucking roster, you look at the, the talent, you look at the wide receiver core, you you making uh do whatever with the tight ends, whatever, you know what I mean? Don't matter with that. But you look at the running backs. Then you look at the defense, which we have. And you say, okay, I can build with that. Now fix the line. Get a quarterback. And maybe you cooking with motherfucking gas now. Mm-hmm. Now I ain't saying we're going out and winning Super Bowls with it. Mm-hmm. But that's the step in the right direction if you are a smart GM. That is shaving off three to four years of your rebuilding process. And, and again, this this is a, a hard topic to broach and to preach right right now, uh, especially with the unbeknownst of the offensive for uh, the offense moving forward and the defense moving forward. Uh, no more Joe Judge and, and a brand new GM. This is a total overhaul of the front office and of the coaching staff. Who will stay and who will go? That is a big question. Uh, who who will run offense? Who will run defense? Who will co- play call plays? Whether it be a head coach that calls plays for one side of the football, or a guy like Joe Judge, not like in the, the way he is, but a guy who is supposed to be a guy who's just a leader of a team and, and two guys that call in, in the background, or is he going to be a Sean McVay type who runs the offense as a head coach and doesn't really care about the defense and has a really good defensive coordinator? So uh, this is going to be an interesting topic as we move forward, because then once you see who's hired. Who who's retained, who's not retained, who becomes, you know, the OC, the DC, the head coach, then you can start saying, well, this player may not even fit this guy's system. This player may not even want to do, may not be able to do this thing, but he will be able to make us lots of money or trading him or doing this. Um, and And we got about 60 seconds of the live version, but I just want to read this off before uh, we move forward. The Giants per spot track you a have question a question after you do that, but go ahead. No, go. Hey, you can ask a question right now. You, you can go ask a question. I was I was going to piggyback after he was done, but go ahead, Jakes. I just want to ask you a quick question. He told you one from the Bronx. My general. Talk to me, baby. Well, here's the thing. New England gets blown the fuck out by Buffalo this weekend. Do Belichick leave New England and comes to New York? Talk to me, bro. I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. No. He's going to die. Listen to me. And I'm not being funny. I'm not talking nobody's death. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's real. He's going to die in New England. He's going to die there. Because they know giving him up would destroy everything that they're about. Bill Belichick himself, listen no. to me, my brother, will have to say, it's time for me to go somewhere else. He will never be fired. Fired? Never. 
He will never. You know come why here. he'll. He'll stay in New England because he wants to prove that it wasn't Tom Brady who won all the Exactly. He's him. not going nowhere. He's and, not going And the nowhere. way that he's pumping Mac Jones right now, what? Hey, he's not shit. going nowhere. It's the place. I know. Mm-hmm. Now, let me let me say this to Zayla. Shout out to the people who are about to listen to this at the live portion. Thank you for listening. Now we're going to get into the third hour. I gotta ask Shakes and J Rock this. Of course, Nacho, you being a football analyst like myself, you can jump in and join the topic, of course, because you can. That's what we do. J Rock, give me an in-depth conversation, bro. Don't give me no two-liners. Don't give me no one sentence. I need a fucking paragraph from you. You understand? I need a paragraph. Put myself on mute and everything. What do you feel we keep? What do you feel we release? What do you feel will give us at least three more wins next season immediately? Chase, you can answer that as well. But well, well, hold on. Can I add to that? Can before yes. you yes. answer add to his, it, bro. Add before to you it. answer his shit, right? Like all that he just said. Add who's your GM and who's your head coach. And then give me all those shits that you said, and, and I'll do the same. Go ahead. I'll I, meet myself too, Jay. I want to hear it too. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I want to hear this. You had to put that crown down. Uh, <laughs> GM, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know these names out here, so I'm about to do some more research on the names and see what they're about. But I want, um, I want the enemy as a head coach. Word. A great choice, man. Great choice. I would be ecstatic. He's an offensive offensive guy, and that's what we need, bro. Barring that Patrick Graham stays, then we we got our defense. I don't think we need too many pieces on defense. We might need we might need some slot corners. Um, we might need. I think we might need. Oh, they they use Julian Love, right? But go ahead. Uh, but they haven't. But if they, you know what? We get a new coaching staff, so maybe they will use them. That's what I'm saying. Like I've been That's saying for fucking saying. years. So go ahead. Go ahead <laughs> maybe they go will ahead. use his ass, right? But yeah, we. I think we need. I think you we need another you safety. You mute yourself, and you made me come back. You see how you do things? No, bro, I know because <laughs> he, he he said some good shit. Go ahead, go ahead, Jay Brown. I know. Keep, please keep going. Because I don't, I don't, I don't like peppers. Uh, I really hope they don't resign him. Well, they can't. Now you lost. Now yeah, you lost. <laughs> Come on, man. You, you like Peppers? No. <laughs> you like Julius Peppers? You, you, you better believe it. You my... better believe oh? that's his man. Come on, bro. Come on. Let me move on, man. I ain't, I ain't going to bait that shit. That's bullshit. Bring Odell Beckham back. Um. <laughs> Nah, man, we got a $72 million freaking wide receiver. We need to get him the ball. I don't even want to say his That's name no more. Until he catches that touchdown, he's just going to be known as him over there. <clears throat> Look, we need we need four new offensive linemen. I don't know where they're going to get them from or how they're going to get them. See how you talking? We need four new offensive linemen. We only got one. We only got a left tackle. That's it. That's it. How you gonna pay for him? Everybody else can go. 
Um, we need a running back. A power. Hopefully somebody who's power. Who, hopefully right. somebody who can compliment Saquon if Saquon is still here. Someone like a AJ Dillon. Yes. No, I, I, no, I want like that. You know what? See, somebody I see, like a Trey Sermon. Than y'all see. No, I see Barkley different than than, than how y'all see. Him. I I I see Barkley as a. Sorry, I had to interrupt, but. That, are you thinking you're, he's not a finesse? Because I think he's a finesse guy that can take it out on the boundaries and run it for fifty, sixty if you give him enough of those tries. That's all he is. But, yeah, but I don't, don't see the quickness and, in him anymore. I don't see the quickness in him. Now. I, want some, I want like a little scat back. We're gonna have to see the injury. Yeah, I, I, I give him a full year. Type back. Yeah, you, you, you. Come on, J Rock. That ain't fair. That's anger. J Rock, I, I want to say this real quick, and I, we keep interrupting you, and I love it. Um, but look, man, I give him two years, man. He had a year off, uh, however long it took him to come back, and then a year playing. And then we all know after that injury, that next year back is the year you look at. Every single person, with the exception of the guy who I believe was made by, uh, you know, the the. Megatron, Optimus Prime bomb that dropped, and Adrian Peterson. Everybody else takes two years to come back from that and look the way they look. So I think Saquon Facts. may surprise you coming back next year and in the preseason and all that stuff. What Sorry, tell me why not. Is what I predicted before the, before the beginning of the year. I said this guy does not have the mental capacity to deal with his injury. And you saw it in his fucking face this year. You saw it. He didn't have the mental capacity to deal with these fucking injuries. And I said that but at the then beginning he got of the year. Nobody again. wanted to listen to me. Nobody wanted to listen. He got injured again. Exactly. And he couldn't deal with that shit. He still can't deal with it. The dude's so moving around and shit. Start. Give him a fresh start. He's young. J-Rock, he, he, old, he only old enough to be our kid. Oh, yeah. Give him a chance, bro. Yeah. Like, real rap, though. He's only old enough to be our kid. Bro, how how old is he? Is he eighteen? Nineteen? No, bro, he's twenty-four. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I'm not. I'm not going to dispute what you're saying about the mental capacity of it. But what I'm going to say is this: like putting myself in his shoes, and it's like, yeah, I mean, you got all this hype around you. You supposed to be the special player. You know you the special player. You know the things that you Mm -hmm. can do. And it's like, as soon as you get into the pros, yeah, you got your feet wet in your rookie season, but after that, it's just been bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. That shit is frustrating, bro. That shit is frustrating. You just want to overcome that shit. Have that much talent and really Mm -hmm. cannot display it, and it's not your fault. That's the frustrating Mm -hmm. part. Well, and then, but it, but it kind of is because your body's not letting you, and your mind's not letting you. If you want to count that as your body as well, and then look at this. Look, if we're going to talk about mental capacity, J. Ruck, if you bring in a new GM and you bring in a new coaching staff, and those guys mm-hmm. know what the fuck they're doing, wouldn't you say, okay, look, man, uh, if you're if you're in Saquon shoes, like like Shake just said, look, man, I now have a head coach, a running backs coach an offensive coordinator that are going to help me flourish the way I want. They've already, we've already had interviews because this is OTAs coming in. I feel better now. Oh, look, 
I this is the first day in padded practice, and I can do things that I couldn't do last year on my leg. I feel better than I felt last year on this doing what I did. The offseason felt better and things are just moving in the right mm-hmm. direction. If we're talking about a mental capacity aspect and the, the right things are done around him, I think that could only help him mentally. And then, of course, you, you can put that with a few good preseason reps and games where he's doing the things that you think he does. Now, look, and what I say, and, and I appreciate that A.J. Dillon, what I said, I said, play in the preseason. Oh, yes, you're right. You're 100%. You're 100%. But that's a bad coaching staff. It's a bad yeah. coaching staff that is no longer there. A new coaching mm-hmm. staff will do that. They will put him and give him opportunities to feel good about himself when it doesn't matter in preseason and OTAs and those, and those training camps against other teams. They, he will get opportunities to put pressure and put real game live feel to it before the games mean anything, before it's week one and, hey, buddy, go out there and rush for 124 because we absolutely need you because his quarterback can't hold on to the football. And, you know, we're just going to pray that everyone else works with – like those things aren't going to be happening if you have right. a good – good coaching staff there with him. I think this is my analysis of, of, of Saquon Barkley and, and 100% with you guys, with him getting involved in a wrong marriage, but he is not the pounded up the middle. Like Chill Will likes to come in and rub Nick Chubb in everybody's face and all that. whatever. It's two different fucking running backs. If I get 150 yards a game, if it's 150 yards a game, do it matter if I get it in between the dashes or next to the sideline? No, it fucking doesn't. So chill, Will. And let's understand that this (laughs) running back can take it to the right, take it to the left. Do you know why people say that? Nacho? Because 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 everyone built him up to be that. He's supposed to be that running back. He's no, because no, no. Let me let me let me get in, yes, bro. Can I can I get in there? Sorry, please. Go ahead. Let sorry. Me get yes, in sorry, sorry. J Rock, bro. J Rock, J Rock, J Rock. He was never that. Everybody knows what he was. It's that we have not used him right at all since he's been here. He has gotten his own off his own talent. Imagine mm-hmm. if this man would have had half of an offensive line. We could say that now. Now we can say that. After four years, we can say, barring his injuries, without – just give him half an offensive line and being used properly. You know what used properly is? Whatever his talent is going to allow him to get yards, get first downs, and get touchdowns. You know who used him right? Pat Shermer. You know who hasn't used him right? Anybody since then. Come on, man. He did that with that boy outside of an offensive line. Come on, let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. We can say that mm-hmm. now. We got three coaches to evaluate in four years that he's been here. And his most successful year was his rookie year, his second year, and then he got hurt after that up until this year. And J-Rock, this is real rap. He felt comfortable the last four to five games in the season on that leg. He started to cut. Mm-hmm. He started to run up the middle. He started to get the tough yards because he had to because his line wasn't shit. So we watched them get them little tough yards. Don't discredit them in every way. I know you don't see him mm. in the same light we do, but let I, him I don't, do what man. he does best. Yeah, let him even, be even the Alvin Kamara of the New York uh, Giants. But look, even if He's you don't not. see him in that light, J. Rock. Even if you don't, don't see him see in that him light, like that. name me one player 
that's done good with three different coaches in four years at any position. They don't work like that, man. Like, look, we can kill the player all we want. All and I, the guy good. not being – the guy not living up to the number two pick and the guy not being who, you know, an analyst and people who write mock drafts wanted him to be, you come into the league and you, with the right coaching, you turn into the player you're supposed to be, regardless of what your profile says. And this guy has not had a coach – outside of one year with Shermer, and whether or not that would have continued or not is, is, is whatever, he hasn't had consistency at, a posi- at, at, at one of the most important positions, especially the most important position on a team that didn't covet the quarterback position at all when you pick number six and you pick that guy and you continue to stick by him for three years, seeing what you saw on tape. You didn't covet that position. So the next poor position is running back. And you didn't even care about it because you didn't have any consistency, not even a head coach, but an offensive coordinator. That's not consistent. If that's not hurting someone, no matter who it is, I don't know what, what, what you know, I don't know. I, I guess excuses are excuses. I get it. But that's pretty damning. That's pretty fucking important to have consistency at a spot that's going to tell you how to be better at your job every day. That thing just goes away every year, and you got to start anew and try to figure out something else different. And on top of that, you get a injury, a, a horrible one that that come, people are coming back now fast from, but to an important position, to your position of your body. I mean, it's just it, this wasn't a hand injury, this wasn't an elbow or a, a shoulder. This is your leg. And now you have to worry about that, and we all know the timeline behind that. And then he's got a coaching staff that's probably telling him how much they're relying on him day in and day out. And then don't give him any burn in the preseason. And week one, we're going to try to give you, you – need, we need everything from you to win games. Like, I, I don't I, – again, I'm not mentally strong like that. I don't know too many people who are who can just go out and just take all of that year in and year out and still thrive. At- now, I know guys who have consistency at head coach, who have consistency at offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, and they have some injuries, but they still go and put out 22 and a half sacks because they have had a consistency around them. Now, even though injuries, things of that nature may happen, people can still go out and perform even if other things because they're the around them is helping them not just saying there's more weight for your shoulders to bury. To bury. Damn, I wish I could get right when I answer it. Look, I just, I just, I, like I said, feel Saquon needs a Robin. Now, his Robin needs to run up the goddamn middle and get the hard, tough yards because Saquon's going to run up the side or take a screen or, you know, it's a play that looks like it's going up the middle and he's going to dash around and, and get outside some way and get 120 to 130 yards a game. Like, that's what he needs. Trying to make Saquon the end-all, be-all, and a one, like, trying to make him Derrick Henry is not going to work out. This is not going to work out. Trying to get him the football 30 to 40 times a game and think at the end of the game he's going to be pounding the rock like he did at the beginning 
it's not going to happen with him. And I think a lot of people think that with him. And I don't I could be wrong with that, but I feel like a lot of people were pushed that narrative and have pushed that narrative on him that he is a 30-time, 40-time carry guy and gets stronger throughout the game, and that's just not the case. And if he had a Robin and it was 20 times a game, oh, my goodness. Like, we talk about the offensive line getting better, but look, man, it's just he's he's too talented and you you throw inconsistency every which way at him and then you throw major injury at him, major surgery at him, and then you throw more inconsistency at him. I can't I can't I can't sit here and fault the guy anymore. I can sit here and fault Dave Gettleman for making the wrong decisions. He's gone now. Saquon's here now, fifth-year option picked up. Let's make him fucking better. Let's make the people around him better. Let's make the people in charge of his day-to-day and planning how we, how we as a, as as it's talking to Saquon, how, how we as a, a organization team move forward and get better. Like that's what you want to do around the guy, not sit here like you guys did the past couple of years and put more and more weight on him because the offense needs to run through. Saquon. No, the offense needs to run through an offense. Like, I know we like to sit here and glam about offenses running through certain players, but these new head coaches don't have one to one player that an offense runs through anymore. Like you gentlemen have been saying most of the last two and a half, three hours, moving to the new age of football. The new age of football is utilizing the fact that you have three on paper, like we've been saying, wide receivers that should on paper be one, two, and three in this league on multiple teams and played like none of them for coaching reasons and through their play, like none of them could have been threes on any team. And and, and that's just not acceptable. Move forward. And it's just, I, look, we're going to get the, we're going to get to see who the Giants put at general manager and head coach, who they put it up in the corner, who they put a defensive coordinator and then build forward. So it's going to be interesting, I think, most importantly, how you handle quarterback more than Saquon, as much as Saquon's been a big factor. Quarterback is the bigger issue because there will be options coming up for the QB. There will be ways to get him on the cheap, improve it deals if building around is the option. Sorry, I heard somebody trying to to get in there. Yeah, no. Because um, in my phone, seems like it's about to die soon. But anyway, yeah, I mean, great show. But listen, like, as a GM, if I'm a GM coming into the job and I'm looking at the job, and this is the job I'm lobbying for, I'm looking at the jewels in this roster, and I'm looking at the mm-hmm. jewels of this roster, Saquon Barkley is one of them. So yeah, that's number yeah. one. Right? Now, number two is... As a GM coming into this team, if I'm, you know, the guy, I would sit there because I know a lot of people are looking at the money and everybody's like, man, y'all don't have no money to do shit. But that's last year's uh, salary cap. This year's different. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be a big old jump and we're going to have money now because it's a whole new year. But you have flexibility, especially the way that government did sign those contracts with the three-year deals. 
So those guys that got those three-year deals, now you can possibly sign them over and push that money back. You can do a lot of things with this money. Cap guy, you got you got work to do. You know what I'm saying? And it can be done. But all I'm saying is, from that point is, I will look at that and I'll be like, look, y'all going to have to take this cut, help the team if you believe in this team, and if you don't believe in the team, then you can go ahead and touch that fucking free agent market. I don't give a fuck. But right now, that GM has to come in and build from what he has. That is it. Build from what you have. But that's what they did this year. No. Can, can, real, real, real quick, real, let me read, read this off because I need, I need Shakes to hear this. It's going to be a couple paragraphs, but they're not very long. The fallout of the Giants' plan to spend on free agency combined with the ridiculously high amount of money sitting on the IR has now created an unfavorable situation for the team in 22. The first factor to consider is that all those big money deals that had low first-year cap figures will rise significantly in the second year. The average cap hit of the Giants' top five projected cap numbers is $19.96 million. I know. Here it is. Leonard Williams, James Bradbury, Kenny Galladay, Adoree Jackson, and Blake Martinez. Those are all average. Those will be not average. So those will all be 19.96 for the cap hit. Those equal 47.8% of the announced 208.2 million of the 22 salary cap this year. With nearly 50% of the cap tied up into five players, that means some deep cuts need to happen. And look, and then they already agreed up to the option of the Saquon Barkley, which will cost them, $7 Seven million for Saquon in 2022, uh, and in 2021 it was only 10, so it's not more, but that's counting it up. And then also they have to clear some money. Uh, if they and if they clear some money, they can move on from Dixon for 2.8, Shepard for 4.5, and Rudolph for five million. So look, it, it, it's not all hunky dory. The money is a real issue. You have to have an actual guy that knows what the fuck he's doing. Uh, to be um, but look, to be the next GM got to make some hard decisions about this roster. Exactly, 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 exactly. There's a lot of money on injured reserve. A lot, a lot of money, and the the the. It, it's not. It, it's not a. It's not an issue of. Who's a star player and who's a this player? It's can this player make us more money or draft stock than it can produce us on the field? It's a business decision for a GM. As much as the coach wants to win football, that's how much the GM wants to make money and win football. So you can't make money while you're over budget. And this team needs to really, really figure out what to do with a lot of players. Now, Saquon isn't really on the table, and Daniel Jones is, and a, and I don't think there's any other. There's not one of the 21 other starters out of Saquon Barkley, unless you guys want to continue to discuss for the next 30 minutes, who you feel can't be touched. Definitely saving that uh, 
for Friday or tomorrow. I'm getting into that because I did a poll last year. I think you were around Nacho for it, where I asked everybody how do they feel about the percentage of guys that we keep and the percentage of guys that we let go. And I did all the math based on their answers. Some guys was at 50%, some guys was at 40%, some guys was at 30%. So I'm going to get those percentages again, and then we're going to get into the guys that's untouchable. Exactly. Look, I did I did want to just kind of round that out and, and bring that to a head, and we could talk about that into uh, the next day uh, or the next day. Look, so here's here's what's going to happen. If you, if you love us so much and you downloaded this and you're still with us, you about to hear some some talk right now, and I know we only got uh, J Rock with me and Shakes with me and Black with me and E and LRP kind of took off, but the spaces seem to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. Uh, it, it looked like it was it was on and popping. My audio was not right. I was driving around. I was getting headsets for uh, my phone and and things of that nature, so I couldn't get my my voice heard up in there, but. That is something that I will definitely, definitely love to continue to do with you guys that I feel uh, is going to keep going. Um, the way we want to work this, guys, is, is, is like, like Shake said, I'm ready to keep it going every Nacho Average Tuesday. And I think we should just surprise the fans. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just keep a lookout. We're going to be on spaces all the time. I know it. I can feel it. J-Rock got got the – it hit him in the veins. I haven't heard J-Rock talk this much since he was commissioning. Like, this shit is fire. So, like, I, I, I know he going to want to do spaces a lot. Black, I know you love the spaces. It shakes. I don't know. I didn't I, – like, I didn't hear too much from you. E, it went off. So, I, I just feel as if that that might be the, the, the way uh, we work it. Um, if anybody has any last comments, we can say that now. Um, let's get our closing statements in um, and everything and say goodbye to these people. Um, again, I will get a quick closing statement. It's like a pre-closing statement, a prequel. I love each and every one of you, and I and I can't wait, and I can't wait to continue to do everything that we do, uh, which is talk sports, talk shit, uh, and continue to to thrive uh, in everything that we do uh, by the love and appreciation from each other. Um, but let's go ahead and start from the top to the bottom. Uh, actually, bottom to the top because you know I, I switch things up. Either chosen one, uh, go ahead and uh, give me with that close statement. Quick and short to the point. Facts and facts. Y'all know who's back. Either chosen one from the Bronx. So y'all know what time it is. Can't wait to get into tomorrow's episode of LRP. Feels like he's gonna go. If not, we'll definitely still go. Uh, just to start it up, if the brother needs to, you know, because I know he's getting to work at 4 a.m. So that means that he may be getting off sometime in the afternoon with duties. But let me just say this, man. Um, that was a wonderful thing. Today, that is probably the wave. That's probably the way to go. Um, if we can find a way to put those things, uh, recordings on other platforms and see what matches up with those things. Uh, also, like something like Periscope, I think that's connected video-wise, but I'll get into all of those details with J-Rock. Outstanding shows today, man. I cannot say enough about what we are. Finally, we got back to what we do and what we does, and that is the greatest and most dangerous show on the planet. Cho, great. Um, 
which is great timing on what you did. Rock it un un un, un, un unexplainable, bro. Just you see, you got me stuttering. Unexplainable. That that was a masterpiece today, and hopefully we can keep trending in the right direction. And I'm all for it. We got rid of a GM. We got rid of a head coach. Let's finish wiping this thing just clean enough where we can start over in certain areas and build from there. I don't know what's happening. I don't know who's going to be here, but I do know one thing. The people that we want is gone. And last but not least, a motherfucking dog. They up out here, and that's all that matters. So peace be the journey. Hasta la pasta. Hopefully we get DaCosta or Shone or Pioli, the enemy, left witch, somebody that we know that's proven to make us put, put us in a position to move forward, make us a more dynamic team, bring us into the new millennium, and complement what we do have and move forward. So with that being said, shortening my time like I said I'm going to do, y'all know what time it is. When y'all ready for tomorrow, I'll be here. He the chosen one from the Bronx. Peace, Joe Judge. <clears throat> peace, peace, peace. Black Freezy, my brother, my friend, sir, the floor is yours. Closing statement. You got yourself on mute, Black. Or are you? Are you got? You're not gonna be able to. All right. I think uh, Black, I don't know if Black's got technical difficulties or he might be away from the phone. If he comes back, jumps on in, uh, I would love to hear his closing statement uh, about the spaces and all that good stuff. Uh, J-Rock, sir, again, man, thank you. It's been a pleasure uh, listening to you more than often. I think the fact that uh, the most glorious news happened is why, and I am I am so happy that you're happy. J-Rock, sir, the floor is yours. Closing statement. Oh, yes, sir. Um, yeah, the Twitter spaces, man, very enjoyable, man. We And I think we got a lot of uh, faces or a lot of people who really don't know our platform to actually recognize our platform because I, I got a, several people who started following me that probably wanted to follow me before if we didn't do the Twitter spaces. So I think we definitely have to keep track with that, <clears throat> keep doing that. Um, I think that would that will allow us to get a bigger following because it's basically straight on Twitter. So we'll see how that goes, man. Um, we can do pop-ups. We can advertise it, do it however, we, uh, however the day calls for it. But definitely have to keep doing that, man. Um, man, today was crazy. I'm sitting here. It's almost six o'clock. I might be about to do this Twitter Spaces. I look on the fucking TV and it says New York Times just fired Joe Judge, and I'm like, oh shit, let's do this Twitter Spaces now. So I know people want to talk about it. <laughs> I know people want to talk about it. You know, I was just scrambling. I'm like, all right, we gotta do this, man. Everybody just started popping on that shit, pop, pop, pop. I'm like, damn. First it was just a couple people. It was like 20 people, 30 people. I'm like, damn, all oh, this shit is nice. So we definitely going to keep going up, man. If we really want to do it right, we can do like an hour of Twitter spaces 
and then have them same people follow us to Blog Talk Radio, and we can do two hours on Blog Talk, like a like a pre-opening type shit. You really want to do it right? But, yeah, no, that's a good idea to for you to promote the show, and so we'll get exactly. them to turn. Appreciate it. Well, mm-hmm. I ain't want to cut in. That's all I got, man. Till tomorrow, man. Peace. Till tomorrow. Shakes, sir. Floor is yours. I can sense a smile. Close it down. Um, well, real quick, uh, it's Black Freezy's debate Wednesdays tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure if those one is pretty much sleepy and tired and thought tomorrow was Thursday. And it's not on LRP tomorrow. It's on the, um, Black Freezy, Debate Wednesday. Um, definitely, definitely ready for that one because there's a lot of things to debate about. We got GM searches. We got head code searches, all types of shit. Um, as far as the, uh, the, the spaces, um, I did see that y'all did that. But I was not able to partake in it. Um, I will try. Well, of course, I'm going to get on there. But uh, I will try tomorrow, if y'all do it, to be there. But it it was a lot of things going on, so I couldn't partake. But I'm glad that y'all, man, because it definitely seemed like a great promotion tool to uh, keep us going here. So good shit. And um, the whole family was out there, bro. Everybody, all all the old school heads was out there. Mm-hmm. Ivan, OG, Roby, everybody was on that. Sounds good, man. It really sounds like. You know, I always say, man, God don't make no mistakes. It's all in the flow, man. Just gotta keep keep going at it. But um, other than that, man, great show. Glad we back. Uh, this is not just a one-time thing for this week. We are officially back. Even if my boys can't do it, I'll pick it up. Cause this, we back, man. And it's the show of this year. So happy New Year's to all of y'all. And um, God bless everybody, man. Those um pretty much really tough times for a lot of people, not just myself. So um, considerate of everybody else. And saying I hope that everybody is doing well and your families are doing well and I wish all y'all great health and wealth. But other than that, man, I'll holler at you tomorrow, seven PM Eastern time, debate Wednesdays. Shakes Montana, my nine. And I'm out. Hey look man, not your average Tuesdays. Uh not doing a box Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we'll just keep it on Twitter because Facebook and Instagram be acting funny. Uh, but look, man, I, I just really, you know, that's the metaverse. We can get into that either, you know. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait till this Friday. We're going to talk about a lot. Man, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody watching the root. Anyways, so um, we're going to get into a lot of New York Giants talk over the next few days. Um especially as they are a huge candidate uh, in the two spots, uh, I believe, 
They are two other teams, the Vikings and the Bears, looking for GMs and head coaches. Uh, we will talk about the the draws and pools of those situations as well as the Giants situation uh, moving forward. Who's got, you know, who wants to come, who doesn't want to come in the interview process. Who's a real candidate who's just getting interviewed just to get interviewed, uh, things of that nature. Those, those are going to be fun to talk about. And then, of course, when the hiring start happening, uh, they need to happen fast, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, the combine and those things, you know, senior bowl, they're right around the corner. So um, it is time to get going for teams without head coaches and without GMs, as there is a few now. There might be one or two before the end of the week, and that'll be fun discussions, uh, debate Wednesday, thriving Thursday, and then, of course, East Out Fridays. Um, man, it, it, is, it has been a year of years um, from beginning 2021 uh, the way a lot of us began it in our personal lives, uh, to me and my sports life, um, you know, move, move, moving forward, and, you know, losing another NFC Championship game, watching uh, my hometown basketball team losing in a in a finals against what a lot of people assume to be my basketball team because of who my football team is, um, and, and then you know, fast forward to now and. Both my teams, number one, both their respective leagues, um, going strong. Uh, the Phoenix Suns coming back to win their thing. Um, I think they are, yep, number one in all of the NBA, number one in the Western Conference. Um, although the monsters of the West got Clay back. I am absolutely petrified of that. But anyways, we'll talk about that on Friday. Man, it is the greatest time of the year. I didn't want to talk too much about it because it was a lot of Giants talk. Uh, we don't talk about this a lot. But, man, it is fucking playoff time. We got fucking two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and then a Monday night football wild card weekend Monday extravaganza. This shit is going to be fun. I can't wait. We get to see who comes to Lambeau next week. We get to see who goes to uh, Tampa Bay next week. We get to see who goes to uh, Tennessee next week. We get to see who goes to Kansas City. I just said Kansas City and Tampa Bay are winning their games. Yes, I did. We can talk about that tomorrow on Debate Wednesday if y'all want to talk about it. But look, one and two, they hosting games next week in the divisional round. Who they going to face? We're going to find out this weekend. How wrong am I going to be? We're going to find out. FanDuel is legal in New York. FanDuel is legal in Arizona. I believe it's legal in Ohio. Let's get it going. All 50 states this weekend. All start betting on these damn football games. I can't wait. Season's almost over, which I can't wait for. I love Black. I love E. I love Rock, J-Rock, Shakes, LRP, all of you guys. Thank you again for coming in. The Spaces is fun. I can't wait to do that shit every day, too. It's going to be live and in, and, and in charge, man. The way everyone gets to connect, the the way it's so easy to connect and pulling out your phone and you got to update because everyone's got their Twitter updates anyway, you just get it. And especially, um, you know, the way the world works, it is so much easier to do things uh, on the run and on the go when you can just click one button and hear what you got to do. So space is going to be fun. You want to get some long-winded explanations, you come listen to Blog Talk Radio on the way we talk shit, the way we raise our voice and talk over each other get mad because, you know, the things that we say are always correct. And we are going to prove why. And I can't wait. Man, this season is going to be fun to talk about. Next season is going to be fun to talk about. Off season is going to be real fun. We're going to have so many discussions. I know rankings and all that shit. So, again, I love each and every one of you. Last year, 
I played this song at the end of the show because I figured things would be changing. This has a lot of meaning for a lot of people on this on this call. I will do this. This will be the first show of the year. This will be my first show of the year as well. Um, this will be the last time I play this until the end of the year, unless I am requested to by anybody else. So don't think this is going to be all the time thing. We ended the year last year with this song. We're going to begin it because a change did come for the New York Giants and the GM and the head coaching position, and we know good things are about to come. Leave each and every one. Of you. I love each and every one of you. After this song plays, we'll get out of here. Man, we back, baby. 2022, we living. And we're going to keep living in the best we can. Thank you.